Hello, and welcome to episode 197 of the Gaming Fix podcast on November 6th, 2021. I am your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The Wet Gamer, a.k.a. your partner's favorite fictional location. Mm. I'm joined today by Pat. Well, this is an easy one. I can give you my partner's actual favorite. Well, I guess I, that's not fair. It could be someplace in Azeroth. I don't know. I was going to say Novigrad, but... Uh, okay, sure. sure. Novigrad has a lot of bad shit going down on Novigrad. Yeah, but <laughs> it's interesting. Going down in Novigrad. Sure. It's fictional. Yeah, it's we, you didn't it, suggest it is, that yes. it would be a fictional place made real, because no, in no, that case, I would not. be concerned about a place like Novigrad, but like favorite yeah. fictional place to visit in a video game. Sure. Yeah, you know, that's, there's that guard. That cool. My favorite thing about Novigrad is the guard that farts and laughs. I don't know if you remember that, but you have to run past him like dozens of that's, times okay. <laughs> to do side quests I, and stuff. I, I do not remember that guy, but it's like uh, along the skyway. I, 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 uh, I, I do not doubt it. Uh, there are yeah, lots. Of, that sounds like a fable character. That's what that sounds like. It's it's a little more. I mean, it's that. And then that character, and then also the guard outside of the 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 Baron's um, keep. That like every time you go by, he goes, "They got their asses whipped like a Novigrad or <laughs> <laughs> like every single time, and you ride past him like dozens and dozens of times. Yep, yep. <laughs> Those canned lines. They could have made a few more. I mean, I kind of am glad they didn't. It's. Mm-hmm. entertaining but it, some of those things yeah. while the witcher 3 is one of my favorite rpgs ever made some of those things you look at and go you know it's not that wild that that studio made cyberpunk <laughs> at mm-hmm. the end of the day <laughs> yeah no, yeah it's yeah it's i i love that game definitely you know there there are some problems but <laughs> there are moments whatever that are a little uh yeah jank yeah but my my favorite moment from The Witcher Three was one that I I tried to capture, but my shadow play failed me. It wasn't on. I was just running through Novigrad, as it were, and suddenly I realized that Geralt's hair was floating three yes. feet behind his head. This is legendary. Yeah, <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> so, like you know, I wish I had caught it so I could share it with the world. That could have been my chance to go viral, and it just it fell flat. I didn't get it. Look, making video I games is that to this day. very hard. We'll talk more about that soon. <laughs> yes, yes. I did. I did catch uh, all the boys from Final Fantasy 15 standing on each other's heads, uh, just like I was turning the camera around <laughs> in like an alleyway, and I, I that I sounds like it around, and then like Prompto and galio or uh, what's his I name think galio's I his name yeah gallus maybe um, is that a league of legends i'm pretty champion? sure it's know. galio even because uh, i remember thinking maybe, yeah wait a minute that's league of legends champion um but yeah, this so sounds like ignis prompto and galio standing like that, stacked up on top of each based other based on the tone of that game though that sounds like something that they would have just done <laughs> maybe it would have looked a little more real uh-huh, yeah, but, but you know how you could see them doing like a human pyramid yeah like you know but this was just straight up in a line. And then as soon as I panned around, they like, like, oh, shit, he's looking. And then, like, dropped down. That was That's very really bizarre. I did get a clip of that. I don't know where it is now, though. Did I lose it in, like, the transfer from the... Hmm. I have a lot of... There's it's got to be somewhere. I had a hard drive die once that lost many a clip like that. 
that's horribly that's horrible how could how could that happen <laughs> but yeah uh if the listener if you've not noticed it is just the two of us today it's a, yeah so it's, it's a light cast uh, it's good because i have big games to talk about <laughs> oh the big games uh, oh all right well let's let's hear about these big games well let's talk about the the um at big games cotter let's ascend well let's start on the ground uh the ascent that's what that's what you hear to with talk about, cars um oh okay okay not cars two uh but cars three no the original uh so oh, okay oh disney's cars yeah. okay pixar's um, cars disney's okay, yeah. fan attack dsl dd uh <laughs> My uh, my new wheelbase that I've been waiting for for uh, months at this point that I bought not that long after I bought my first wheelbase, but uh, was it was it a pre order? Yeah, or was it, it was supply a, chain issue? Okay, it okay. was a pre purchase thing that turned into a supply chain issue uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that turned into like a, everything that turned into a shipping issue. Um, but okay. I finally received my CSLDD. Like uh, fall off a boat into the ocean or something? Well, fell off a. It was stuck on a boat in L.A. Harbor for mm. like three weeks. Mm. Um, in the Suez Canal. Yeah, exactly. The famous Suez Canal, which runs between L.A. and Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's how it's got blocked so easily. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so this is a racing wheel made by Fanatec, who is like the... There are more... Um, pres- uh, prestigious is the wrong word. There's... With simulation hardware, of course, there's going to be there's like places like SimuCube and VRS that make hardware that is even more highly regarded and even more niche that costs lots of money. But if you Fanatec is basically like the the the, the most um, highest quality like mass market kind of branded thing. Um, Thrustmaster is close and Logitech makes really good wheels for like getting into simming. But, Mm -hmm. uh, but, but Fanatec is really the one that's like, they, they make the stuff they get like they're and they, they hobby grade. Yeah. If you're Randy Pitchford. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They make hobby grade stuff and they don't really make anything below hobby grade stuff. Um, so they have, they came out with a new wheel uh, a few months ago that I finally got my pre-order of, uh, called the CSL DD. The, um, the the CSL part is like club sport and I forget what the L stands for, but the DD part stands for direct drive and that's the important part. So most racing wheels have a, uh, are either like the Logitech wheels, which are driven by gears. So they have smaller motors that have gears on them that attach to a larger gear that um, turns the wheel. So that's how the force feedback is delivered. And then mm-hmm. the wheel that I had was belt driven. So it'll have like, belts like in a car that are leading from one motor to another um to to another rotating shaft that's that's controlling the wheel and with geared drive wheels it gets very notchy you can feel like the the teeth in the gear when you're moving it in lower amounts uh and then with belt driven wheels you get some of that as well because you can feel the, the the belt and sometimes you can get a little bit of like belt slip and stuff like that so um they're both totally fine it's not like it's like oh my god i can't believe you would race on a belt driven wheel or anything like that but uh from a fidelity perspective the way to get the most fidelity out of your setup is with what's called a direct drive wheel and it's basically a 
it, it has like a serious, and I'm sorry if anyone's listening and I'm getting some of this wrong, I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, it has basically like a series of magnets in it. And How do they work? <laughs> well, they, by activating them at different strengths, it pulls the the wheel around in different ways. Okay. So what you get is a completely smooth uh, mm. feel. And uh, and I can say that like it's virtually indistinguishable from a steering column in a car in terms of how mm. s- how smooth it is and how like there's zero notchiness whatsoever. And the feedback on it is instantaneous. Uh, there's like no delay whatsoever. And you can feel extreme degrees of of like detail in the feedback. Uh, it also means that it can be a lot more powerful too. So the wheel that I have goes up to eight nudimeters of force, which is a nudie meters. Yeah, nudie eight meters. Nudie, eight uh, nudie meters. Okay. Twenty. The the like crazy expensive. The, the, you can get them. There's like one that costs around twelve hundred dollars. I want to say, and one that costs around two thousand dollars that Fanatec makes called the Podium Wheels. Um, those both put out around 20 nudie meters uh, of force which is a what a what a, a round what an actual car can do this does eight but you, you just don't need that much more no. than yeah, what it puts that's... out because even though a car can put out you know 20 mm-hmm. that's like if you hurtle into a wall at 200 yeah. miles an hour yeah. so if you're driving it even on the limit of what you would actually drive it, you're you're not quite hitting that. You could argue that, like, I think most people that have the podium wheel bases, they turn them up to, like, 12. Mm. So you could argue that there is a little more fidelity. And it's kind of like an audio file because it's all frequencies. So, like, mm-hmm. technically the more headroom you have, the more detail you can get on the lower end. Yeah. But really... Dynamic range. Yeah. But, like, 8 newtometers of force is, like... 99% of people it's like unless you've driven an actual race car yeah you're probably not going to notice the the difference in fidelity between 8 and 12 and 20 especially when you consider that this wheelbase was like 300 bucks 400 bucks something like that versus 1200 mm-hmm. or 2000 so uh, yeah. it's it's doable so anyway I, sorry if it's boring to people but it's kind of the preamble to like I, I spent yesterday afternoon after work getting it all set up and hopping in the cockpit and it really is like i i had i drove a a 1979 formula one car in i racing that they have and that was a lot of fun although it uh it rattles a lot because when you go over the curbs the the car like the wheel just like flips out which it should mm. uh, because yeah. of the way the car is. And it actually like rattled a beer off my <laughs> shelf that I have on my rig and Uh-oh. it spilled everywhere. <laughs> so there's been some adjustments. <laughs> Don't drink and drive. In places like that. Weird. That's well, the nice thing about simulation racing cu- is you can. Install cup holders. Uh, install cup holders I, on this thing. I don't know. I have some, believe it or not, but uh, they are hard to get the can in and out of while you're driving at uh-huh. speed. So I just mm-hmm. stick it on like the little shelf that I have bolted on. Um, beer helmet. Yeah, you're right. But uh, I, I say that more to illustrate how sometimes yeah, it can in, get a little intense. intense. Um, but uh, but most cars are are a little less crazy than that. And I tried it with iRacing. It feels great there. Uh, I set up, of course, a Competizione, which is um, 
a really spectacular sim. It feels great there. Uh, and I have a um, the McLaren GT3 rim. So it's a really cool rim that has like rotary switches on it for traction control and stuff. And it has like little up and down switches and uh, it's, it's very cool. And then I also tried it with uh, the new game from Playground Games that everybody's talking about. Forza. Fable 4. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Fable Four with the it's Fable racing 4. wheel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can. You we got can... we got early copy. Yes, uh, very early. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh, weird. It's a, it's like it's a car game. Yeah, I wasn't expecting this, but they do have swords. Uh, yeah, yep. There's lots of chickens. You're it's chasing a lot lots like of chickens. It's a lot like Disney Pixar's Cars, except mm-hmm. in a fantasy world with with swords. Um, no, I played Forza Horizon. I think we're Horizon. describing the next Kingdom Hearts game. I hope, geez, if only, if I could play Kingdom Hearts with a sim wheel, that would be sick. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so, yes, Forza Horizon 5. So Forza Horizon 5 is uh, a, a uh, I was concerned, like when the trailer for this game came out, I was really excited. I was saying stuff like, I'm going to buy a Series X for this and everything. And um, just before that, you were like, they shouldn't even make this game. <laughs> so you're, yeah, you're I've like, had a roller coaster you've been of all over with this game. Um, and as it, as the game was nearing release, I wasn't that harsh on it, but I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It seems like I watched that. There's a giant bomb unfinished that, uh, mm-hmm. that, that, that Jeff Gersman did. And I was kind of like, I don't know. It looks like more of Forza Horizon four. I don't know if I really need that. Um, I did just about everything you can do in Forza Horizon four. So, uh, wasn't sure, but then I saw some of the reviews coming out and I saw the PC gamer review, which is like one of the only places that I care about scored reviews from anymore. Um, and they gave it a pretty glowing review and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to pick up the, the, it's also extreme bullshit that you game pass users had to buy something to upgrade it to the ultimate edition after they touted yeah. game pass ultimate yes. getting ultimate editions yes. of games. Yes. And I know technically when they said that it was like now with game pass ultimate, you get the ultimate edition of Forza horizon four and gears of war or whatever. They never yeah. technically said that you it, will always get the ultimate version, but it, but it, it was heavily implied. came across. Yeah. yeah like that going uh, forward, this is going to be like yeah. the thing. Like, if you're subscribed to ultimate, you get everything. But I think, you know, Sam and our chat pointed out, I think that probably Microsoft was looking at their Game Pass numbers like this doesn't line up with the cost of buying places I, like Bethesda. <laughs> I I think there was something where they were they missed like metrics like in their earnings yeah. calls, like they missed like gaming metrics, like not terribly, but like, they no, I don't. They were short of their goals. I don't think people should what they said, worry so. about it, especially because yeah. The games division of Microsoft makes like peanuts compared to what oh, yeah. the rest of the company makes. If anything, you know, they could lose money on video games and it's good PR. Yeah. Uh, keeps people from thinking about yeah. F-35 helmets. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but anyway, um, I did end up paying the like 45 bucks to upgrade because I less to play early and more because I knew I would want the like VIP and the car pass and the expansion pass and all that stuff. Um because I got a lot of use out of that with Forza Horizon 4, which I bought the Ultimate Edition of because there was no Game Pass upgrade version. So I just like yeah. bought it because I'm an idiot. The, the full... Yeah, it's for like $100 yeah. or whatever. Um, but uh, but anyway, the the game's a lot of fun. I, I think that Mexico is a much more interesting environment than 
places they've gone in the past. Um, and I think that the car list is the best car list that they've ever had in a Forza by like a long shot. Um, it's yeah. the most interesting mix of just like absolute shit box, like who fucking yep. cares road cars, which is what I want out of these games uh-huh. Yeah, mixed 100%. with like really cool race cars. Um, they have out of the box, they have a bunch of Porsches in there, which has been, you know, historically kind of one of the tough ones, um, for them to get. And, uh, they actually, the biggest thing that is impressive, well, the two biggest things, one is I do think they really did improve the physics between horizon four and five. The biggest thing with four, the thing that jaded me the most on five was I tried out four with my previous racing wheel and was pretty unimpressed with one the wheel support was bad uh because it was kind of a hot pc port um if you recall and they did not they did not put a lot of effort into did you try setting your cpu (laughs) priority to high to solve your wheel issues (laughs) um but also just the cars in four once once i i don't want to sound like a snob but once i had done some sim racing i realized how much the cars in four are based they basically just feel like they have different numbers on a spreadsheet like they they didn't feel different in a meaningful way to me i couldn't trace the way that they were different all it was was like well this one breaks faster this one accelerates faster this one has higher top speed and this one turns more which is not what you want you want to feel like oh well this one has more downforce so therefore i can feel it when i turn that it can turn better at higher speeds than other cars and stuff. And I'm, I haven't played enough of five to really make a call on that stuff, but it initial impressions that I'm getting are that like it, what helped is I drove a Supra both street stock version. That's like just the street car. And then I drove one, they give you one with a huge rear spoiler at one point in a street race And the one with the spoiler felt like it had more downforce, which is really cool. Um, Yeah. You, I, I noticeably could turn the car at high speeds through like wider sweeping quarter corners, um, which is really neat. So I'm hoping that that continues and it, and it feels like the classic cars that I've driven, that's a little, there's a little more differentiation there in horizon four because they are so much different from a power perspective, but the difference felt even more, interesting and then uh, um the the other thing is the wheel support in forza horizon 5 it seems like it's on a completely different level like uh, it feels indistinguishable or it feels like incomparably better to me than four and i don't know how much of that is just this new wheel that i have um but like my wheel and pedals are plugged in into two separate usb ports at this point and that worked fine i was able to set all that up okay um and the feedback is not as detailed or realistic in any sense as it is from something like iRacing or ACC, but that's to be expected because Forza Horizon 5 is not a sim. Um, and but, but like it feels really fun and it feels intuitive and like the feedback makes sense, even though it's not exactly a sim. Um, and it is just a blast to like whip the real wheel around. I was driving a Bronco in a race last night and it was so much fun over the dirt to just throw the wheel like 180 degrees to catch a slide. That is stuff that mm-hmm. you don't 
it, you do it pretty rarely in sim racing. Uh, yeah. But it's really <laughs> fun to throw the wheel around and do that in in uh, in, in Forza. So it, it makes it harder. Like I would say, it's not as easy. Like I'm much better with a gamepad because it's easier. Sure. Um, yeah. But uh, but but I'm really enjoying it with a wheel, and I think I'll keep playing it. So uh, okay. that's been really heartening. It makes me want to get a round rim because I have a the McLaren wheel that I have is oh, like yeah. a rectangle. If you're doing uh, like every car like that, probably not fit for that kind of yeah control. it's more fun with a round rim but you know yeah if you can i'm in the fanatec suicide knob on there and you can really exactly. just <laughs> the fanatec ecosystem uh is is you can purchase a 650 dollar rim uh <laughs> that is like a porsche gt rim get a um, get a get a rim that's the uh just the wheel uh what a furiosa's wheel from uh, well, Max, believe it or not, you actually can get whatever wheel you want because they have hubs. Oh, yeah. You can stick it yeah, on anything. You just stick it um, on there, yeah. But, but anyway, I'm not going to spend $650 on a rim, but I will. I, I would <laughs> like to purchase a rim. They are expensive, though. They are yeah. the cheapest good rim from Fanatec is like as much as a whole wheel setup from Logitech. So uh, <laughs> that's like $300, right? Yeah. For like a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, you're getting so, into some some heat, uh, but but anyway, yeah. Um, the one thing I'll say before we talk more broadly about it, um, I d- I have had some visual issues with Horizon Five. Like the performance does a weird thing; it like benchmarked me at ultra settings, hmm. and it runs around eighty, I would say, on average FPS at ultra, which is fine for me. My monitor refresh rate is higher than that, but it plays fine at that FPS. Which is great because that means it was optimized really well because my PC mm-hmm. is yeah I have a you know two year old video card, um, but the textures have like heavy level of detail fall off about hundred mm. hundred to one hundred and fifty yards out, which is kind of a bummer because it means that all of the like big vista views look like shit. Um, mm-hmm. Like the best visually visual stuff is when I'm in like the jungle because you can't see very far. Um, yeah. And so and it looks so bad that I almost think it's some kind of a, I don't think it's supposed to look mm-hmm. like that. I uh, haven't, so I've only played like 90 minutes. I haven't seen that or noticed anything like that. Yeah. And, and people so. say it's, I looked at like a perform a settings guide from PC gamer and in it, they never said anything about that. So I, yeah. I might actually try setting my CPU priority to high. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Maybe it'll have an impact. Because um, like, you're on a, a 47, right? Or a 57? 50, what do you want? What do you mean? A CPU? Like, what, what, what's your CPU? 6700. 67. Uh, was there a 50? You're like a, a generation, like a generation or two after where I was when I needed to set my CPU priority to high. Yeah. And now we're like two, three years later, right now from, uh, from Forza Horizon four. So that would put it right around the time. Yeah. That age. We'll see. Maybe I'll give it a shot. We'll see. (laughs) The the more future is now old man. (laughs) The more frustrating thing is, um, that it's, uh, like every like minute or two, I'll get like, 15 fps of slowdown like yeah, so that it weird. dips from like 60 to 50 from like it was more than that's like 25 uh-huh. or so it'll dip from like 80 a stable 80 to around 55 for like two seconds but it's mm-hmm. just noticeable enough that like it sucks it's it's like yeah it takes you out of it it doesn't make it unplayable or anything it probably to some people it feels like i'm complaining about something really stupid but yeah when well, you're used to 
G-Sync or FreeSync yeah. on your monitor. Yeah. yeah. So that that should that should it is supposed to help with that. Yeah. But um it's not. Um yeah. I wonder if turning on vertical sync in the game would would help though. Um because I have it I turn it off since I have FreeSync. Yeah. Um but yeah, so those things are kind of a bummer, but they're ultimately pretty whatever. Um so I, I I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Again, I'm going to be super helpful and say I haven't run into that in the short time I've been playing. So, yeah, your mileage I, may vary. Yeah, I don't think but it's a. I don't think it's like a hard. Like I tried turning some stuff down and it and got it up to 100 FPS and it still does it. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. think it's a like. What I think is happening, I think it's actually linked to this texture problem, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think the game yeah. is having issues streaming in. Yeah. some visual data and i don't know why um it's on a ssd so it's not like it's running yeah, off it, of a it, data drive it could but. just be like a cpu getting like bottlenecked yeah uh, i've watched the, based on my experience but yeah it, it should be fine so who knows? i've watched the uh the 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 my resources with it and it's not topping out my mm-hmm. cpu so um, but, but we'll see. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to play with it a little bit and see what I can find. The, the issue with it is because it's on a sort of limited release right now. You can't yes. really Google it because there aren't that many people. Like there are a lot yeah. of people playing it, but there aren't it's enough. People almost playing a, it's almost a million, like 800,000 people apparently have like bought this like early yeah. like premium add on. But thing, the number of people playing it with similar hardware yes uh, yes well yes that's always the thing with pc gaming is yeah. all the, the different hardware configurations but yep so anyway uh i'm really enjoying it though that those are those yeah. are pretty minor issues all uh, things considered and mm-hmm. it's fun uh so yeah i've put in i don't know 90 minutes or so uh into it and my i think i played first... for like three and a half hours at this point mm-hmm. my first impression as i was playing was like uh Forza Horizon 4, I think, makes a more impressive start, like a more impressive intro, uh, introduction into the world, because yeah. it's trying to showcase all the season stuff. Exactly. And so yeah. as you're going through, you're popping through the different seasons. Uh, and so it feel it really feels like you're doing like a bunch of different things yep. every time. Or like, you know, you're doing completely different racing, like in the snow and in the, you know, going through the water and all that stuff. The dirt. Uh and that stuff was all really cool, whereas here it just felt like things were – it felt like I was doing four of the almost exact same race. Like there was one that was a little bit off-road, but mostly it just felt like they were all the same. Mm-hmm. So it was like it, – it was less like, holy shit. Uh, man, they did the seasons thing already. So the holy like, shit part to, for me was yeah. – it wasn't holy shit. The thing that was cool was like – yeah. Oh fuck yes! This is a this Bronco is cool, and oh this this yeah. Rally Porsche is so awesome. Sure, like that was it for yeah. me was was the cars. But in terms yeah. of you also had the wheel, so like you well to, I didn't start it on oh, the wheel. Did, okay. I started okay, it on a controller because I just yeah. assumed that's, that would be yeah, the way to play yeah. it. That's that's uh, fair. Uh, like and you know it, it's cool to drive around with the different car. Like that's why this game is so fun is because it's so easy to get into different cars and drive them. They finally on just any kind of terrain launched with the you just get into new cars wherever you want. Yes, you don't yeah, have to drive that, home first. Is, <laughs> yes, that is also very nice. Uh, but it just felt it felt like okay, I've done this before. Like I yeah, this is 
it's Forza Horizon. I get it. I just want to, I want to race this stuff. But now I've got to go through like the, oh, let's introduce you to the world and blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah. Uh, but now that I'm like out racing, it's fun. I still haven't put any anime ladies on my car, which is, so I barely, I've not even really played the I game. I was going to say, clearly. Uh, so, you know, who am I to criticize the game when I haven't even put an anime lady on my car yet? Uh, it's fine. I haven't it's, either. And I'm I'm excited to get my car, the car that I drive, 2016 Civic Coupe, is in this game. So mm-hmm. I'm going to get that car, and then I'll put Anime Ladies on that. Yeah, hell yeah. And yeah. then you can, Just you can like like real test life. out. You can test, <laughs> you can test out for like what you want to do for your next Anime Lady on your car. Exactly. And you like yeah. go into the shop and do a touch-up on the paint job. Like, oh, you can get Oscar and Ray this time or something. Nope, I don't. Uh, just because I put anime ladies on my cars, I do not. I'm not a pervert. <laughs> okay. All, all your anime ladies are over yes, the age. They're all, <laughs> they're all. Misato. Uh, Misato. You're exactly. going to get Misato, Misato yeah, on there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Man of culture. Yes. 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 Peng, Misato, peng famously well adjusted and not problematic <laughs> character. <laughs> Misato and then like Asahi beer sponsoring your car. Actually, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> one of the one of the joys of simulation racing is uh coming up with livery ideas and I have uh yeah. Nihon Falcom livery on on my agenda, but that's an Asahi beer one is a with Misato on mm-hmm. it is a pretty good <laughs> a pretty good idea too. On the Asahi Beer like headquarters in Tokyo, they have this giant golden. It's supposed to be like the head of like you know like on, when you pour a beer, you've got the head or like yeah, the foam yes, on yes. top. Uh, but <laughs> I you were going to say the head of just, an Evangelion. <laughs> and that would be cool. No, but uh, what people I was when I was in Tokyo a couple of years ago, seeing my friend, uh, we saw the Asahi Beer thing. He's like, "Oh yeah, that's the Asahi headquarters." We call it the giant golden poo. <laughs> it just looks like a giant golden turd on top That's of the building. That's very funny. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Uh, yep. Anyway, uh, uh, I think they should do the next Forza in Japan, actually. That's... That people people have been saying it forever. I know. Uh, it's not, not a very should. unique or interesting thing to uh, suggest, but it should be... They should do one in Japan. Because that's one of the things about this, about 5, that I think works really well, is they finally dropped any, like... The UK one, they weirdly were like, well, it doesn't have London, but Edinburgh is kind of in the north. Kind of, yeah. And <laughs> it's sort of shaped like a area of London, but uh-huh, of, of uh-huh, the British yeah. country. But this this one is like, it's Mexico, but I, I, I don't... Mexico's big. It's exactly in a yeah. part of Mexico. But that's, like, and that's, and they've kind of, yeah. they fudged it to the degree that like, it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, um, yeah. and instead what they it's, focused it's on Mexico because it has cacti and yeah and, and, and instead shit, what they focused yeah. on is having characters I think that are pretty yeah. um, likable the main character mm-hmm. sort of is just a wooden <laughs> I don't know like your racer character yeah or he yeah, like yeah, yeah, he yeah. talks like this or whatever yeah, and just is from the UK or whatever it's just yeah. very I mean he, they have the same model that I used in four so it's at least selling it as yeah, it's the same guy that I played in four. That's the the premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but but the your your character is extremely. He'll just deliver lines that are like, "Where are we going to go today?" And you're like, "Okay, man." But the other characters are pretty 
good. I think they're pretty, they have a, quite a bit of life. I really like the street racing guy. Who's the guy who flies the plane or whatever, um, okay. or was in the plane. I don't know if you flew it, but, um, yeah, yeah. he's really cool. And they, I think other, the one, the most egregious thing in the game from a, did you not to approve this is when you do a race and it says go, it has the like the the accented the upside down exclamation point on one side oh. and that was a little like okay mm. <laughs> you're really kind of <laughs> this is a stretch game but otherwise mm-hmm. i think you know i'm obviously not mexican but i think that they do a pretty good job of of giving you the flavor and feel of some mexican culture without doing the shitty thing which is like put like day of the dead stuff everywhere and sombreros everywhere and stuff like instead it's it's a much more respectful look i think at at it they are just like let's drive through some ancient like my part is funny ruins <laughs> like, or whatever. It's it's like funny funny in a like okay <laughs> yeah way not in a haha it's just like oh hey let's go guys. drive through here my mother what what like you know these people are dead like i'm not like oh we gotta you know yeah. we're driving through like like I think if it was a like the history the for, for the archaeological archaeological yeah like you know <laughs> preserve this please they at least are like wow this is so cool oh and yeah yeah like, yeah they, they're not like it's shitting not like, or anything yeah they're not like drive through this brick wall and destroy this like you know centuries or thousands of year old no no uh you know structure it's just like oh let's drive by here and do a little scenic tour uh, which yeah. actually cut kind of bug me i hope they don't do it a lot because there was one like if they did like a thing where it's like okay drive here and then we're going to show you like a cut scene we're like oh look at this like that'd be one thing but if they keep doing the thing what they did on the last like event that i did was it was like the first barn find they have you do Mm -hmm. yeah and like for the dirt racing setup and which is funny because the like barn drive. find that you do is not related to dirt racing in any way shape or form no, not at all not at all it's just like do this and then do this uh you know it's like a sequence of events to like in- introduce you to different parts but they make you drive through the jungle like super slow like they they cap your speed super hard and so you can't like drive faster than like 60 miles an hour which seems like a reasonable speed wait you mean when you're going Maybe. to the waterfall yeah. Oh, that's not how it. I don't think it's supposed to be that way. I Weird, I was definitely not it capped. Would not, I was. I was. It would not let me go over like six. I was it whipping kept me it behind the, the other. Dude. I was ab- about to say that I thought that sequence was really cool because you're just like yeah. whipping it through rivers and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> and I was trying, and I like. No, it was like basically I like a go race. faster than like fifty miles an hour. Yeah, it was like a race and with would, that guy in mine. Uh, it was. I was very cool. It wouldn't. It would not let me That's catch weird. up or pass him. Very yeah, weird. That so. I wonder if you if it has to do with like if it if it's in like the assists or something. If you have some I, some kind I, of. I turned off. Well, I I turned up the drivatar or you know the AI yeah. to like I'm like one above normal. I turned off. Like I don't have any assists on. Like I'm doing manual shifting. Yeah. Okay. I like. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. So. Maybe I'm the one who had a weird bugged out. Like maybe it's supposed to make you go. Well, slow. yours was yours sounds better. <laughs> Mine was definitely fun. Uh, but uh, uh, and like it didn't make any sense. Like I was like, why? And I was like stuck in like second gear. Yeah, because like I, never I couldn't had, get up the revs to get like you know to go. Definitely faster. never had uh, that happen. Uh, 
That's that's I I don't think yeah. that's by design. Let me know if that happens when you get to the because there's a similar thing. I think there's a similar yeah. thing to that for each of the different disciplines. Yeah. But the, so there's one for the street racing. I did the street racing one, mm-hmm. which is very cool. I really liked the the like dialogue during that. Um, and uh, that one would suck if they capped your speed yeah. because you're literally supposed to be racing him in that one yeah so we'll see hopefully that one will work the way it's intended yeah. for you <laughs> yeah because the waterfall one was didn't feel like the way it was talking what didn't seem like it was supposed to be right so it was just like oh yeah let's go drive through this jungle yeah. and like have a good time and like we'll get to this waterfall but yeah if it's that was really disappointing i was like i can see that this yeah. sucks yeah. it's so slow what's going on yeah no that would not be but, fun i don't think that by design they do very much of that at all yeah uh yeah yeah oh Hopefully, yeah. If it if it's not supposed to be like that, that's good. Yeah, I don't I think so. Yeah. Uh, the seasonal stuff, by the way, to anyone wondering, is still in there. Um, yeah, it's different because it's they don't have as extreme climate changes, like like uh, like differences in climate. Obviously, it doesn't snow in like Baja. Um, sure. Yeah. But uh, they they have like I don't know how they rotate right now. It's the hot season. That's what it's called. This is hot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so I think it's probably like, that's hot, hot, rainy, you know, dry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. I don't know. Um, there is some snow when you go up into the mountains, but, uh, I don't think yeah. it's going to snow across the map, obviously. But, um, the seasonal stuff I think is implemented. Well, it's very similar to four in terms of their seasonal events and stuff like that. I, the thing that is sick, and I need to play a bunch of it this weekend is the reward cars for the seasonal stuff are really cool. Um, so that I need to look at that. There's two of them. Um, and it's like you get them based on how many seasonal things you do. You get like points, season points, hmm. uh, which I can't remember if that's how they handled it in. Four, I, I think that's a new system. It works really well. Game. I think because it kind of lets you pick and choose what you want to do. You don't have to do, if you don't want to do drift zones or whatever, you don't have to. You can yeah, you can do yeah. other stuff, but uh, it does seem like it's a it's a tiny bit of a you do have to try to get the season points for sure. Uh, but yeah, so that stuff's all good, and I haven't tried the multiplayer yet. That's the the kind of mm-hmm. final thing. If that's that was reasonably good in four already. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, I I had a lot of fun doing that stuff. Like the like they had. Usually they set it up with like you do multiple events and be like, okay, you got to do this race, and then from the finish of that race, now we have to race ha- just yep. across just the map, like, however you want to get to like the next it's starting like, point for like the next a, race. The way they did it in Burnout Paradise, uh, which is no. really cool. Um, then they also had you could also do like what I played mostly multiplayer uh, for at least a little bit actually earlier this year because a friend picked it up on sale or something mm-hmm. and Forza Horizon Four. And we found that the co-op racing is extremely fun. The like event racing, mm-hmm. because it puts you on a team against the AI basically, mm-hmm. and you have to like score more points. Mm-hmm. So if one person wins the race, but the other person comes in last, you still like lose as a team. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if both of you come in like fourth or like fourth and fifth, then you might win on the points because you mm. you had higher positions. So it's it's very yeah. cool the way that they weighed it all. And there's a very cool like you can see what you need to do pretty easily in the UI to win the race. Uh, and it means that you can have drive you can drive against like 
above average difficulty AI. So it's still fun for the person who's maybe yeah. more skilled, but the other person doesn't feel like they can't contribute at all. So yeah, yeah it's fun. Uh, and, I, uh, I decided to pump up the difficulty and just dive in right away. Like, okay, I'm going to do manual and I'm going to remember how to do it. Cause it like, it felt a little too easy yeah. like in the intro where I was like, okay, I'm just like basically holding down the button and yep. the races do get more difficult. Like having, to, you have to break more and try to go around the corner, especially depending on the car. But I, I like to drive manual when I drive. So it's yeah. Most well, sense. and that's obviously how I am now too. When yeah. I first played Forza Horizon four, I was like, no, I'm just going to put it on the default. But mm-hmm. now with simming, it's like, no, I want, you got to turn off traction yeah. control and stability control. Mm-hmm. And if I'm using a oh, wheel, that, that I'm the, not doing, but yeah, <laughs> you need the simulation steering setting for a wheel. Um, yeah. I still use ABS because mm-hmm. that's weird. The thing you don't, you probably, this you is, probably don't get the same feedback from a, this like is the a, sim racers complaint with a game like Forza Horizon 5. Analog brakes and traction control are things, stability assist is a thing that only road cars have. Um, yeah. That's like, you, you, you probably have it in if in your road car if it was made in the last 20 years, but uh, traction control and ABS actually exist on a lot of race cars. Um, like when you drive GT3 cars, they have analog brakes and they have traction control. And part of it is part of simming is finding what settings you like for the ABS and the traction control. You don't want to trigger the ABS if you can avoid it, but it is a part of racing GT cars. Um, So it's a little annoying in a game like Forza where it's a difficulty setting and not a per car. Like I wish in the difficulty settings I could set it to per car because when Mm -hmm. I drive, because the way cars are designed car, like if, if you drive a Nissan 350Z, of course it has ABS. That's like, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a road car. So if you take the ABS, if you turn the ABS off on it, it feels really weird because you're not supposed to, like it's supposed to have ABS. So it's a little frustrating for games like Forza because I wish it, you could set the difficulty to car specific so that yeah. in the vast majority of cars it has ABS, but the one time you pull out the like prototype or whatever, then they don't give it to you. Um, and I think... Aside from the old cars, the classics that were before traction control, I think any modern car in that game, I guess the rally cars wouldn't have traction control, but most of them do. But I turn it off because it feels better to me to have it off because it's not simulation traction control. It's more like a difficulty setting kind of thing where Mm -hmm. it helps. It just kind of keeps you from spinning. Um but anyway, those are like yeah. <laughs> very nitpicky mm-hmm. sim racing frustrations. Uh, but I, and, uh, I, I spent six hundred dollars on my setup, and <laughs> yeah, cater to me, Microsoft. Um, but uh, but but anyway, I have it set to sim steering ABS on, and then traction stability control off uh, because I like to be able to slide the cars more. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, but otherwise, and then I'm, I, when I play with a controller though, I don't do that. I have it set to the, whatever, the one below sim steering and I turn the traction control on, uh, and, um, the AI, when I'm playing with a controller, I can use the highly skilled drive avatars, which Mm -hmm. is like two ticks up from normal. Mm -hmm. Um, when I use my wheel though, it's a little frustrating because on 
above average. I can usually win cons- every single time, but it's like in the last couple of turns of the race mm. that I get into first, but I was still winning all the time. So I turned it up to highly skilled again and I'm usually finishing like fifth or sixth, mm. but I have more fun finishing fifth or sixth and actually fighting yeah. for it than I do yeah. with the above average. So I don't know. Um, yeah, but it does make definitely. getting through the game a little slower to do it that way. So yes, but, but you get, you get to feel like you're improving. Yeah. Instead of coming in like, Oh, I'm the hot shot who wins every race. It is funny. Like, <laughs> I, I found a, I was complaining to my friends about this car in iRacing, uh, the Porsche Cup car. Uh, it does not have ABS. It does have traction control. Um, and I was, I, I fucking hate that car. And everybody else loves it. And they want it to be, like a lot of people want it to be our like next league car um, for the league that we do. And I get it because people enjoy it. And it's fine. I mean, I want the car to be whatever everybody votes on. There was yeah. a period of time where I said I would quit the league if we used that car because <laughs> I hate it so much. Um, but, uh, but I, I've recanted on that and, and stuff. And, um, you have to do this thing with it called trail breaking. Um, trail breaking is when you hold the brakes just a, with, with just a small amount of pressure through a turn. So it's important when you're racing sometimes, cause it helps you get further rotation because mm-hmm. the brakes are still engaged. And, um, I was like, man, for the longest time, I was like, man, this is such a hard skill and it is challenging to yeah. master, but it's like, I just can't get it. And I was my friend, I was telling my friend, they were like, well, you really need to trail break this car. And that makes it drivable. The reason that you're experiencing so much understeer with it, cause I would like break way ahead of time and then just go flying off the track. Cause I couldn't get it to turn. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you really need to release it. The brakes to like five to 10% and trail break through the corner, through the apex of the corner. And I was like, oh, that's so hard. And they were like, well, yeah, it's tough to master, I guess. It turns out there's like a 5% dead zone in my brake pedal. Ah. So to hold it at around 5%, I needed to hold it at like 6%, <laughs> which is very difficult to do. So yes. I turned the dead zone off. And guess what? <laughs> the pedals Perfect. work a lot. It's yeah. way better yeah. now. I could trail brake. And I'm like, oh, this isn't that hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like slightly more pressure than resting my foot on it. It's pretty easy. Uh yeah. which I thought that was all. I thought that was very funny. Um doesn't matter for Forza cuz you don't need to trail break in Forza. But uh but but it's fun. And I'm I'm looking forward to playing through the rest of it. There's some cars in that car list that I really fucking want. Uh that which it hasn't been the case with Forza Horizon 4. There was like maybe one or two cars that I was into on the car list is like, I need to get that. Um, this one has a lot more stuff that I'm interested in. A huge part of that is because I'm doing more stuff with cars now than I was when horizon four came out, but still it's, it's fun to feel like there's stuff to go get. Yeah. Uh, what do you think they're going to do with the DLC? Like they did hot wheels, they did Lego. Well, not to spoil for anyone. There's hot wheels in this game. There, okay. there are two Hot Wheels in the car list okay. uh, for this game. It's like Tomb King and Bone Shaker, I want to say. Um, but uh, so I don't, I could, I don't think though that they're gonna do Hot Wheels DLC. Um, I really am not sure. I could see like, I don't know. I think it would be kind of interesting if they did 
a like Mexico City DLC where you were in a larger urban environment. That's one thing that I think Forza Horizon games don't do enough of is the cities sure. are always like these little like you're in them and then you're through Six them square in seconds. Blocks. Yeah, and yeah. I I would enjoy one where like no, we're actually street racing through a larger city, but I don't really know what they would what I think they would do. Um mm-hmm. I could see them I've... doing something I could see them like yeah, but but there's all, all the part of the problem is now motorsports is getting carved up like fucking um football and hockey and stuff where people have exclusivity rights to different motorsports. Cause I think it would, if I were, I'd be like, man, let's get like the formula one license and get some F one cars in here and put in some circuits that like drive like real race circuits. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, Mm. the Mexican GP is this weekend in formula one. There's, there's a real Mm. racetrack there um, and stuff, but I don't know. I don't know what I would do. You start to cannibalize, uh, Forza Motorsport at that point. I don't think that's a problem for them. <laughs> sure. I think if, since they're on Game Pass, you know, like it doesn't really matter. And also, Forza Horizon is the sentiment around it is so much higher oh, yes. than Motorsport. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I mean, again, if I if I were them, I wouldn't even. I would just make it one package and just call mm-hmm. it Forza Horizon and add circuits to it that you can pick from a menu. Um, mm-hmm. because it's yeah. largely the same driving model. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know. That's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not excited about a new Forza Motorsport really at all, but, uh, I'm interested to see what they do with this game. Uh, well, that's your, I don't know. How long did we talk about that? Uh, 40 minutes? A while, but you played it too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've just, uh, didn't expect us to go that long on Forza Horizon five. Uh, yeah, but it's yeah, it's, uh, yeah, uh, as expected, it's good. The, uh, you, you've got two other things on this list. Yeah. I'll go through one of them uh, real quick. I, and then the other one is mostly I, I, a story. I, I know what one of them is. I don't know. One the of them is. is, um, so there's a, for some reason I got it in my, in my head this week to, well, I know why digital combat simulator had DCS had a sale alongside the Halloween sale. Uh, and it made me go, I have a friend who, a couple of friends who I race with who also are into DCS. Um, and it made me go, man, I gotta, I need to, I haven't touched DCS in so long. I haven't touched my flight stick in so long. I need to, to play some DCS. Uh, and so I, DCS is like a very crazy purchase model. You buy every plane, uh, like one by one and they're like they some of them are like eighty dollars for a plane uh mm-hmm. it is it's not as bad as star citizen but uh but uh they they're like the, you you're it's actually at this point star citizen is not as they're pretty comparable uh okay um and and you're spending like so but but the thing is with dcs is when you buy a plane it simulates every single piece of that plane. Like you are, you're learning every single element of it. So I've spent time with the P 51 Mustang. I probably spent 10 to 15 hours in the sim this week. And I think I've shot down like two planes because most of the time was spent familiarizing myself with literally every single button in the cockpit. And you use 80% of them over the course of flying it. 
Um, and it is, it is a much less forgiving sim than like Microsoft flight simulator. Uh, yes. and the flight model in it is a lot more realistic than I, to my understanding from what I've read than Microsoft flight simulator. And, uh, it's really fun to learn how to like start the plane, taxi to the runway, take off all that stuff. Um, so that's been fun. I, I didn't end up spending a ton of money or anything in that sale. I bought, this is the crazy part. If you, I, I have the P 51 Mustang. It's one of the older planes, but they've done some work on it and stuff. So it doesn't feel like shitty or anything. Um, obviously it's a world war two plane. Uh, so it's prop driven and stuff. If you just have the P 51 Mustang, you're flying it around a like modern city, like a modern hmm. coastline environment. And you can spawn other P 51s to fight, but it's like not, it's, you're not doing like, dynamic like big campaigns but if you you can purchase a 1944 normandy map and a world war ii asset pack uh and then you can start buying campaigns for it that are actually world war ii like fan made or are these official they're official uh you can get fan made campaigns for free as well but okay um so that's that was kind of my next step. I haven't actually gone into the campaigns yet, but I plan to. Instead, I was just learning how to fly the plane and operate the gun sight and stuff. Did, um, did you at any point blow up on the runway as you miss no, misfire the engines? Or it's something? very difficult to do that with a P fifty one because it does okay. not have jet. It just runs on diesel, not jet fuel. <laughs> so <laughs> the fuel is a little less uh, comb- like combustible than I have. I I did many times landing that thing is a motherfucker so there's there were multiple times where i tried to land and then like skidded sideways and then took my wing off and then rotated a bunch and then exploded because i was crashing but uh Mm -hmm. but but no no false and in fact i can actually start the engine on it now without notes and get it up and running which is fun it has about a quarter of the number of steps to do that than like the a10 that that they they flew on giant bomb has uh mm-hmm. so yeah. it's much easier to operate than that but yeah it's, are, it's cool are you gonna get to the point where if you're on an airplane and for some reason some snakes take over this airplane and end up killing the pilot and they need they ask someone can you fly a plane and you're like ah, i guess i could fly a p-51 mustang so I'm, Could you land a 747 in, jet and save the lives of everyone on In real on board? life, I'm terrified of flying as much as I think it's awesome, and I wish I wasn't, because I would love to learn to pilot a real plane, but it scares the shit out of me. However, if I were on an airline and nobody else was able to fly, actually, I think I would probably volunteer first, <laughs> because I would feel mm-hmm. less scared if I was the one doing it. <laughs> Uh, I think I'd, I'm pretty confident that I could with help. I mean, in those situations, those planes land themselves in those situations. Usually you're working because they happen, you know, it's extraordinarily rarely, like you can count the number of times it's happened and you would, would run out of times well before you run out of numbers you can count to comfortably. Um, but when they, when it does happen, generally, you're talking to air traffic control and they're like, okay, here's the deal. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to push this button and then this button. And, um, the planes basically land themselves. 
and 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 in a lot of cases, the ATC can largely control the plane from the like. You may have to push some buttons and and move the stick in certain ways, but um, the, the they they even have like autopilots that'll prevent you from doing maneuvers that would damage the airframe and stuff like that. So uh, I am pretty confident that I could land a plane if I needed to, uh, even with less right. assisting assistance than some people, but I, sure. I think I would, it would be fine uh, because there's a lot of fail safes and tools there. Uh, speaking of, Oh God, well you said something about, Oh God, what was it? It, but it, it hours, billion, I don't remember. Oh, Ten to fifteen hours in the sim. No, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember. But it reminded me of a, a tweet I saw today about space, a new game called Space Warlord Organ Trading Sim or something. <laughs> yeah, Space Warlord Organ Trading Sim, and there was a bug, and they they could not recreate this bug to solve it. So they were simulating like playtime. They simulated like something like three billion hours of playtime uh-huh. in order to duplicate the bug. Wow! <laughs> They're just like they couldn't duplicate it for the longest time. That's funny. And eventually, they did. Yeah, very fascinating. But well, like two hundred and something thousand years. Jeez. Yeah. Well, uh, what is this mystery game? I had to keep it together or there mystery because thing. Um, I went to. The, the skies but crimson skies i went well Arcadia? you know i went to the skies in in digital combat simulator and it really did make me want to go to the stars starbound and become Star field Star. And, and embrace the citizenship embrace that group. i purchased eight years ago okay okay with the star citizen alpha <laughs> okay okay <laughs> of course of course uh Star Citizen, because you know what? It turns out there's finally a game in there. <laughs> I didn't know this. Yeah, Squadron Squadron Seventy Six no, or whatever. <laughs> you can buy ships in the game now. You can grind out could, like you can do missions and get money and then buy ships. Oh, 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 okay. Like okay, the see. game only has one solar system still, um, mm-hmm. but it's mostly finished. Like the solar system is mostly finished, and yeah. you can like hop in your ship and fly up to space and take a mission and go do a bounty and then get paid and eventually buy the like crazy huge ships that people spent thousands of real dollars on years ago. Uh, yeah. At this so point, you could look at them in like a, well, that's what I mean is like, it, mm. it used to be that all you could do is look at them and then it became, yeah. you can fly them around, but there's not really anything you can do. And now it's uh-huh. like, there's still a lot of features and, and then of course mm. <laughs> an absurd amount of content that they need to add. But, and, and the game is janky as hell. But uh, but there's technically a game in there now. Uh, technically, okay. Yeah. Um, and it turns out it's stupid, but it's pretty fun. <laughs> uh, okay. We well, stupid the, in what way? Well, <laughs> um, so the way in which it's really cool is this is a game where like you log in and you wake up in your apartment and then you go outside and. Like uh, my favorite place is um, area 18, which is like a cyberpunk city basically. And you walk outside and it is, it looks better than cyberpunk 2077. And you get in the elevator and you ride the elevator down to the lobby. You walk outside, there's people doing cyberpunk stuff and smoking drugs and walking around and reading newspapers. 
and then you go to the bus stop and you ride the bus uh like this hover tram to the spaceport and there's like a highway and there's a bunch of ships flying around and stuff then you go to the spaceport and you have to go through customs and pull your ship out of the hangar and then go to the hangar and get in your ship and talk to the tra- air traffic controller, open up the hangar doors and stuff. And then you rock it out and fly into the atmosphere and transition to space. Like that stuff is all extremely cool. And I don't feel like it ever gets old or tiring to do. Um, it's extremely immersive. It's a ton of, of fun in my opinion. Um, <laughs> the ways in which it's like fucked up are pretty funny though, because there's, it's interrupted by moments of like one of my ships, I have to board it from a very specific angle because if I'm too close, when I hit the enter ship button, it'll play the animation for me getting in the ship and just clip me through the other side of the ship (laughs) (laughs) or, and, and so turns out to like this game, I think to really have a good time with it, you kind of need friends that are playing it because so much of it right now is just doing dumb shit with friends like you might be doing missions but it's second like one of my friends who i race with um who who actually listens to the show so that's uh you know who you are if you're listening uh we uh we he's got like a bunch of the the big ships um Mm -hmm. because he over like a few years uh has like picked up different ships that are like smaller but you can exchange your ships whenever you want in their store that you spent money on and you can basically like get store credit for all of your purchases over time and then pull one of the bigger ships um even still and this is like talking about like ships that are like 40 bucks versus 100 bucks not thousands of dollars or anything um and so we were fucking around with some of the big ships and the first thing we did was pull this big ship and we took off and i uh was like laying in the bed in the ship because it was big like you can walk around it has a it has a cargo hold and stuff and (laughs) i was up like preparing my baked potato and beans that i was having for dinner um and then i hear oh god oh fuck i'm so sorry in my headset (laughs) and i look over and the ship is just exploding because it didn't slow down in time and we crash into a moon (laughs) and and then it it pops up and it's like do you want to sue this person for negligent or do you want to press charges against this person for negligent homicide (laughs) which would have sent my friend to prison Mm -hmm. uh and i was like no it's fine and then we were so we didn't have the big ship anymore so we pulled one of the little ships to do a cargo mission and we went to this moon landed picked up some cargo loaded it into the ship it's pretty janky because the ships don't they have like you actually have to physically load the cargo in it's not like an inventory okay and this ship is a very small area for cargo it's not really designed for more than one person um you can do it but and so I was, yeah, so I was like standing behind the pilot seat holding one of the four boxes of stuff that we had and we're flying over the place and then I clip through the roof of the of the ship. Oh no. And I'm just, I'm like, we're like 10 kilometers up and I'm just falling. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, oh God, falling very slowly because it's a moon <laughs> with mm-hmm. not a lot of gravity. So but they it just, does... they just flew under you, right? They just like no, lined up, not got that right under slowly. you. No, and... <laughs> <laughs> instead i hit the ground and fucking died uh and but they ah. but they were able to come back and pick up the box that i was holding 
and finished the mission. <laughs> so when I respawned, I got paid my 3,000 credits. Hell yeah. Uh, so then we, and then we were like, okay, now we got to try the ultimate thing. Let's park a ship in another ship. Cause he had, we had, mm-hmm. we both have these like little cargo shuttle things. They can't go to warp speed. Mm-hmm. They just have to like fly around the other. They're designed to go down to like stations and pick stuff up and then you fly back. One yeah. thing about Star Citizen that I really like that is insane is they have things like a medical ship and it's just a, it's a ship that is designed to like do emergency response and for people. And you think like, well, what real gameplay use does that have? And it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe someday it'll be, there'll be a reason to actually own the ship for now. It's just kind of fucking cool. (laughs) And the same is true for these like little cargo shuttles. But we, I parked one inside of the larger ship's hangar and it was so cool to fly the ship into the other ship and land and I like scraped the roof of it and stuff on the <laughs> hangar door because there's not a lot of clearance, even though you're clearly yeah. supposed to be able to do it. And then when we were like parking the ships, I uh, we kind of came together a little bit and crunched. And I don't know if it was when that happened or if it was like a holdover from when I died, but falling to the moon. But I had broken legs and like I had to go to the hospital <laughs> So we had to fly. That's why to you like, need the medical ship. Exactly. Well, it would have worked too. You can the the technically all I needed really was a hypo pen. I didn't know that. I thought I actually had to go to the hospital. But in the new patch that's coming out in the next week or so, you actually do have to get injuries treated on like doctors' tables, and so you either have to go to the hospital or go in a medical ship and get healed. And if you get fucked up, because they're also Tarkoving it now with the new update, where if you die all the shit you're carrying is gone uh, mm. and like lootable off of your corpse. So if you basically, if your ship gets blown up, but you're able to eject in time, you're just floating there and you can be in like a near death state and you can put out a beacon and it'll give a contract to somebody flying a medical ship to come and rescue you. Uh, uh. So there's just content like that in it. But yeah, we ended up having to go to a hospital and our other friend got on and we, he was stuck on this cloud city cause he couldn't get a ship to come out of the hangar. <laughs> Uh, and it is like a cloud city. It's like floating in a gas giant. Uh, it's cool, but it runs like shit. Uh, and so we were like running around trying to find the hospital. And as we were leaving the spaceport, my one friend bought a plushie for me to have (laughs) after I went to go see the doctor about my broken legs. (laughs) And, uh, so he's like running around behind me carrying this like space whale plushie while I'm like limping around with broken legs, trying to get, find the right tram station to go to, to get to the hospital. And the other friend is like trying to figure out stuff about how to pull their ship and stuff. It, it, and it was like definitely the most fun I've had playing a video game, like with people this year, I think, which is, is that's uh, saying a lot. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, it's definitely, I don't, you should not buy into star citizen if you're looking for some kind of comprehensive gaming experience. But the biggest point of comparison is elite dangerous, obviously. And I've finally come to terms with the fact that I just think that game's boring. I wish that I didn't because I played a lot of it. Um, but you know, it doesn't matter if it has 400 billion star systems in it, if they're all functionally the same from like a game mechanics perspective. Sure. Um, 
and you just do the same thing. I mean, you fly from station to station and, and then you dock and you unload your cargo. And for a while, like that's fun for a while, but it's, I hit a point where I, I didn't, I just don't enjoy it anymore. And so Star Citizen to me, I like those procedural elements of getting, walking through the hangar of your ship and, or the cargo bay of your ship to put the cargo down and stuff like that. Uh, I think it's really fun. Oh, it also has a nightmare technology where if you set your webcam up, it'll read your facial expressions and map them to your character. Oh no. So, but it doesn't do it very well. Uh, uh-huh. I was saving it for this podcast, but I have some real good screenshots that I'll share and you can okay. FaceTime each other <laughs> like players. You can, you can just call up your friend and uh-huh. it'll, it'll uh-huh. put the FaceTime. It'll, it's like they're walking around with a whole holding a phone and uh-huh. it'll go into a little picture in picture window while you're doing other stuff. So there was a period of like, so have your real face or your character's face, well, your character's face, but it's mapped to my real face. Cause I yeah, have my webcam so it's set your, up. Your real face would be your, your facial expressions, yes. like lips moving with like a on your character's yeah. Face. And okay. my friend was just like, we were talking over Discord. You could use in-game voice too for yeah. this, but we were talking over get Discord, and he was like, "This is a fucking nightmare" because it just had my horrifyingly animated face, and like it does like sometimes a lot of times my face is resting, my left eyelid will like droop a little bit. The game sees that as like my eye being closed. Uh, so my characters is running around with a closed eye and like <laughs> the facial expressions are just horrifying. <laughs> and that kind of stuff is just a lot of a lot of fun. It's a lot more fun than other space sims to me um, right now, even though it's not necessarily like at one point we went to do we got in. He swapped out ships for a big ship that had turrets on it and we got in it the three of us got in it and we had to go kill some mining sentries to like take over this site for an outlaw. And instead we didn't understand what we were supposed to do. And we killed the miners. So we ended up committing like four homicides and then the cops came and we killed both of them. <laughs> and, uh, we couldn't figure out how to like it bugged out and it didn't send us to prison. But then I was like carrying a criminal record around and at some point, you know, you if you drop the record, and if then, you have there you a, go. if you have a criminal record, or if you have like crime points, which you can also get from sneaking onto someone's ship while crime they're points. planning to take off uh, and killing them, and then stealing their ship, if you have crime points and you die, you go to prison, and mm. you'll get like for like a homicide, it's like a four-hour prison sentence, <laughs> and you're just there for four real hours of time. You can but can you. Can, if you're like leave, if you like log out and go do something it, else the, and come back timer four count. hours yes, later, you're yes. fine. Okay, but okay. you can also do tasks in the prison to reduce your sentence, like mine rocks and like do like little missions to like go fix door panels and stuff like that. And if you have if you have friends, you can totally bust somebody out of prison too. That's like <laughs> it's it's all there, and then they'll have oh a crime stat. Like it feels like a like somebody made a mod for something that is like it feels like somebody made some insane GTA online mod and it it's sort of as janky and doesn't have all of its features and content, but it kind of rules. So uh, I'm I, I still am doubtful that game will ever hit a full release, but I'm enjoying what's there right now. Uh, and this new big patch is going to be, 
I think entertaining to to watch roll out because sure. now you lose your stuff when you die, and sometimes you die in some real stupid ways in that game. So, <laughs> all right, uh, it's cool to hear that it's like an actual thing and that you can enjoy playing it, and it's not just look at your ship. Yeah, as as it's as it's come up with people, people have been like, "Well, you just got scammed," and like no i mean it's you play a game now it's it's definitely Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous that they've raised 400 million dollars and it's been 10 years and this is what we have yeah but is it really been 10 years oh just about uh but um but I, i i will say that i would push back on you you could say it is a project that has been poorly managed if you want i will push back a little bit on it being an intentional scam uh, because mm-hmm. I do think they're trying to make a thing, and they're also surprisingly transparent about all this shit. Like you, they, uh, at some point um, in the last couple of years, there was an article that came out that was like, they're about to go under, they're dying, they're out of money, and they, I think they were pretty low on cash flow, but they have some private investors that came in and who are like, this is a passion project, we want to make sure it gets finished. Um, who are extraordinarily wealthy, so like, yeah even hundreds of millions of dollars to develop the game is over, over time is kind of like whatever to them. Uh, and they now publish a financial report every year, uh, which I don't think they have to, cause they're not actually a company with people buying shares or anything. Um, and they also publish their roadmaps much more transparently than they used to. They're very like, detailed with what teams basically they publish i think their internal roadmaps now um pretty Mm -hmm. publicly i'm sure there's some stuff that they omit uh but i was reading some forum discussions about like um like their server meshing which is the a a huge thing that's going to help with stability coming next early next year where instead of having right now it's like you you hit play and it just finds a server for you and there's a max of 50 people per server um which means you get pretty spread out because it's a pretty big area, even though it's a mm-hmm. just one solar system. And in the future, solar system's famously small, fifty yeah, exactly. people, and they're like kind of crowded. They're like real sized solar systems. Obviously, you're like quantum jumping around them, so they don't feel yeah, that yeah, huge. Yeah. But uh, but uh, the 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 server meshing is going to make it so that there's like one game server, like one master server, and basically every area is its own little server, and they all kind like of instance. Yeah, they all kind of like mesh together, so you you're 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 basically playing as one big group, but it's it's splitting you up over different ones. So um, I was reading a discussion about it, and there was a server dev that was getting very detailed about stuff in their forums about like, well, this is where we're at now. This is the difficulties. This is how this is going to work and stuff. So I think they're pretty. They seem pretty cool at this point, um, even though the project has been spawning spiraling for a long time in a lot of different directions uh i i do think that there is a actual chance that next holiday they'll at least have the beta out for that squadron 42 thing the like single player campaign game that they had Mm -hmm. um because the mechanics are almost all implemented that they would need for that and their roadmap for it ends in like july 2022 so part of that is just they haven't scheduled it out but yeah i think they could maybe do it next holiday they can take a cue from nintendo and say by 20xx we'll have <laughs> new hardware yeah 
start a citizen will release by 20xx anyway uh, sandwiched the game we both played with you've got one more thing you've been doing yes uh, which some people would say is as shameful as playing star citizen <laughs> uh oh uh yeah absolutely i am back back 100 on my bullshit uh talked mildly just brief references uh when alex was talking about the international for dota 2 mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago I, I don't know i don't know if i was looking at it before that or if that like sparked something in my head and i was like oh i'm gonna watch worlds because they're on right now uh league of legends the world championship series is going on actually the finals are airing right now between uh, the korean and chinese team edward gaming and dongwon kia uh tied right now the series but uh, we'll see how that goes uh so yeah uh, i played a lot of league of legends from like 2010 to 2015 2016 yeah i was playing pretty consistently during that period too yeah uh and like a lot of that was like with friends uh i tried to get like do some competitive stuff myself uh and you know do whatever and then i fell off as like got busy with school like actually busy with school and then uh moved to japan and then it was like oh my account's on another server somewhere i've talked about probably getting back in the league a few times on here um but now i'm at the point where i i'm gonna i'm gonna make a real try of it i can transfer my account to the japanese server any like you know whenever i want now before when i tried it was like server transfers were deactivated for whatever reason so i was like oh well i'm not going to play this with like 200 ping on like summoner's rift i'm just mm-hmm. not going to do that i'll play some arams where it doesn't matter and like no one cares really or they shouldn't care but uh yeah so that's what i've been doing recently that and team fight tactics but nice uh pl- playing arams has like revealed a lot of interesting things to me about the state of league of legends now that and watching worlds uh they did some wild stuff to the store which i think is actually really good for i think i've seen this stuff because i've played within the last year uh, oh yeah then you probably 100 percent seen it uh i don't know when they implemented it uh could have been two years ago i but last time i played i don't think it was in there and that was probably maybe last year i don't I think know it was around a year to two years yeah, that they've yeah i like every every like january december january ish they do like their preseason patch and they change a bunch about the game yeah uh, both in the so ui and in the the actual game itself, and yeah mechanically. yeah yeah and so that's that's coming up uh any moment here or you know in the coming weeks but one of the things they did which is very smart for like game health and bringing new players on and all that is in the shop they'd already implemented like uh recommended items before when the game came out it was really just here's the store figure out what you need to buy then they were like we're gonna recommend you items and they'll tell you like oh if you want to do damage you should buy these items if you need to build for defense you should buy these items and etc cetera, etc cetera. now they give you not only do they tell you like a suggestion, they'll give you like three items or like three three different things you could buy, and they'll tell you why you should buy it. Like, oh, this will improve your damage, or this will be good for your defense, or this will improve your crit rate or whatever. 
And then they tell you what champions in your current game it'll be good against. It'll be like, oh, this is good against the the AP carry, the like the magic champion. This is good against the yeah. melee champion. I think I th- I thought you were talking about the like store to buy champions, not the in game. Oh store. no, well no that yeah. that stuff is also very good. Uh, yeah, they, the in game store is new to this year. I think I think that came out in the pre patch from mm. earlier this year. I could be wrong. Someone could correct me. But yeah, yeah. well yeah, yeah so they, right. awesome. they have done a lot with like they have made it a lot easier to get champions overall. Uh, like in the just in the past like years. Because before it was just you had to earn up the currency and then you had to buy buy the champions with the in-game currency or you could pay money to get them. Uh, but now you can earn them for like playing and then you have to like you, you earn like chests that you can open and then there's like a random thing inside that you can either diffuse into like orange essence, which then you use to unlock other stuff or you can just get the currency and get the champion you want when you want them. Uh, I'm not sure if there's another thing you're talking about though with the store because I haven't looked too much at the store recently. But no, that's I meant the the yeah um, yeah okay yeah the, there's some better sorting and stuff in the yeah not in game store but yeah and like the your there's a lot of ways to get champions now other than just directly buying them that are yes, good yes. Uh, because they let you get some of the like older champions without needing to spend much yeah. or any money which is nice yeah. And they definitely, they they have like been accounting for their just ever increasing uh, like roster of characters. I don't know how many characters there are now. Uh, let's see how many characters in League of Legends now. It's like a hundred, uh, and I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess a hundred and thirty-four. You're low. What's the number? Hundred and forty. Okay, I was close. More more than 140, according to LeagueofLegends.com. Uh, it means so, there's like 142. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they were like, eh, it's just it's gonna keep going up. So, we'll, and then they'll get yeah. to 151. More than 150, uh, but bigger than Pokemon. Yeah, and it's you know uh, as they've updated the game and what the engine is capable of, and like you know increased mechanics. Now characters have like very high level or like very complex uh like passives uh or just abilities in general there's this new character uh akshan who has like a grappling hook thing and he can just like fly around the map like i'm not sure how it works uh let's see Fires a grappling hook into terrain, then swings around it, repeatedly firing at the nearest enemy while swinging. He can jump off early or gets knocked off when colliding with champions or terrain. So yeah, he's just like, you can just grab on and like fling around, which is more... There have been like champions with like teleporting and like some like terrain interaction stuff, but it's uh, it's a far cry from where the game was when it came out, which is uh, cool to see. But also, oh, so it, when I'm going... It emails you yeah. to tell you you haven't played it enough. It's like, listen, you fucking loser. Oh, you only, yeah. You yeah, only yeah, played that's... two league matches this week, just like Far Cry. Yeah, just like Far Cry. Okay. Um, But it's... Yeah, it's very, like, complex. And so when I'm going into these, like... Uh, ARAM matches, I'm seeing characters I have no idea what they do. I'm just like, who? who's this? 
what what do they do uh, i have no idea so i'm like okay i'm blitzcrank I, I grab people that's that's what i do and i try to grab this person they just like spin around They're like no i'm like what? what what did you just do what is that move and there's no way in game as far as i can see to like go and see oh what did this person do uh which is a bummer but yeah it's i i'm back on my bullshit i'm i'm intending to like get into it proper once the new season or like once the preseason starts and like relearn everything because it's it's just not even like the same game from when i played before it's yeah like you know there there you know there are some champions who are the same or there are a lot of you know 100 champions ish who are the same uh but like mechanically like they've introduced a lot of stuff with like the dragons and different dragons will uh, when you kill them, they'll change the map in different ways. Like, they'll open up new paths that weren't there before. In the new season, they're going to open up portals that will take you across the jungle. So, you'd be, like, in, like, the bottom side jungle and, like, near the dragon. Uh, and you'll run into a portal and it'll take you across the river into the enemy jungle. Hmm. Stuff like that. Uh, like, you know, almost instantaneously. Uh, which is real wild. Yeah, going to open up a lot of like possibility possibilities for pro play, which will be fun to see. And it's like no game evolves the same way because the dragon spawns are random. So you'll have like, you know, uh, and it'll change throughout the game. So, yeah, it's real wild what they're doing with this game. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. I, I that's one of the reasons I like playing League more than playing Dota, because Dota is it changes to a degree like they are adding new characters at this point that weren't Mm -hmm. in dota originally but they don't really make sweeping changes that i've observed to like core mechanics like that in the same way like the secret shop or something recently yeah they do some stuff like but it's very incremental and slow which makes sense because it is such a institution like it has a reputation for being very devoted to preserving the mechanics of the original game um which i think is fine because they're really good but uh and i enjoy watching it immensely but uh league of legends is i like the way that like you come back after a couple years off and it's like oh wow there's a bunch of new stuff that's totally different now it's pretty cool yeah but like when i when i played this game for you know the three four ish years that i was like heavy into it it didn't feel like things changed that much like it was very much just like okay like we're doing quality of life stuff we're in like we're gonna do a pass on this champion for art and like mechanics and make them you know kind of bring them up to like where other champions are because they are too simple or whatever like they're just like point and click basically everything is like a hyper targeted uh move whereas now it's like we're gonna change the entire game and like the structure of what's happening and Mm -hmm. new mechanics and stuff which is really neat the character but designs are like still fantastic too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Both from a mechanics perspective and just that it's just like, they come up with such cool looking yep. characters uh, and cool looking yeah. skins. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Like there's so many skins where I'm like, Oh, I want that skin. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm not like, you know, I gotta like, if I'm going to get that skin, I got to put the time in uh, to like, to earn it. But, yeah. uh, you know, just to like, OK, I'm going to stick with this because there's so many games where I'm like, oh, I want to play this a lot. And then I fall off and I don't play it that much. But right yeah. now I'm just 
like I'm I'm deep in it and I'm like, okay, I'm just playing like ARAMs all the time. I've like, uh, I, played an hour of Forza. I'm gonna go back to League. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. I mean, that's kind of yeah. how stuff like iRacing is for me, is like uh-huh. yeah. I'm always doing my practice. I gotta practice. I'm gonna do although with iRacing it's not even like I only I spend a tenth of the time racing that I spend practicing. <laughs> uh which is funny. But um yeah, I, I wish that I could like I wish that I could get in a place where all I do is like I race and play league or something like that mm-hmm. and get like actually competent at league because I love playing it a lot. Yeah. It's just I bounce around too much between different games and then it's hard to 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 pick it back up and not feel sure. like garbage at it. Um but I, I do enjoy it. Yeah. I like I would I did two seasons where I got to like gold rank and uh that gets you like a special skin uh cool. which was you know is only available for that yeah i'd like to try and do that again uh i've missed some seasons in the meantime i don't even like necessarily the champions i got the skins for because they only do like one skin per year yeah but you know it'd be cool to like go back and like make my way up but i'm gonna have to do it on the japanese server where i can't talk to people but they've got a good ping system in now but like yeah Apex. i actually turn the chat yeah. off when i play uh because mm-hmm. i'm out of practice enough that like i don't want to deal with people yelling yeah. at me so i just turn mm-hmm. i just turn chat off and um yeah. i use pings and other people use pings mm-hmm. so it's fine uh, yeah. it doesn't feel like i'm yeah. like murdering the team by not doing chat if anything yeah, the exactly. pings when you start chatting and typing i feel like oh the game derails really fast so i'd rather yep. just ignore people and focus and <laughs> try to do my best yes. and have the pings yeah definitely uh so yeah, that's that's me falling into a a lol hole. Uh, uh, I've I've got like a month of work left before I'm on winter vacation, and that's probably going to be a, a real a real dark time for me. Yeah, I there's something to be said for the. It's always when it gets colder that I love doing this too. And I'll find a game. It might be Battlefield. It might maybe mm-hmm. I'll boot up League. Oh yeah, I don't that's know. that's when is Battlefield out? It's two like weeks? a well, yeah, it's two weeks. Let's put it that way. Yeah. That it depends on right? which version of the game you've purchased. Sure, if you're if you're Pat and you bought the eighty dollar version playing, or whatever. Oh, or if only I had bought the eighty dollar version. Oh, I'll did be you buy pl- like the <laughs> Pat? I'll be playing it on November twelfth. <laughs> Okay. Wait, the twelfth is it a week early? Yes. Jesus Christ. Okay. Now, if you want to talk about scams, giving you the game a week early for an extra like thirty dollars, now that's a fucking scam. <laughs> oh, you mean Forza Horizon Five? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yes, yeah. yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, yes. But, uh, but no, at least for, you, have, you get the, the the DLC. You get the. Stuff, so. I mean, you get battle passes. They're not doing. Like well yeah but Forza you get the DLC but yes yeah, yes yes the, the Forza thing is a better deal I bought it not for the early access but for the, the DLC mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. I absolutely partly bought Battlefield for the early access so that I can play a week before my friends and get good at it and then laugh mm-hmm. at them um, <laughs> no I bought the fucking it's like a hundred bucks and it has like a skin pack in it which is stupid right, and right, nobody right. should do that but you know Battlefield's like my favorite multiplayer series so. And there hasn't been a really good one since Battlefield 1. So, mm. uh, and many would, people would argue since Battlefield 4. So, sure. uh, you know, it's I've been very excited about this game. We'll see I'm if it has the map that. button in it when it <laughs> comes out next week. 
Yeah, that's maybe by the nineteenth it'll have it. But my yeah, same uh, friends that I'm playing Star Citizen with were also playing, uh, planning on playing Battlefield. And um, while we're split, some of the people play mm-hmm. Star Citizen. Some of the people just like to deride Star Citizen whenever it comes up and make fun of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we even made a thread to hide in about Star Citizen, and people came into it to continue to attack us. Uh, but uh, there I was are dozens like, no, of us. Dozens. You no, know, Star Citizen has a map that you can push the button and it comes up. So it's more complete than Battlefield. <laughs> Got him. And I Got spent him. more money on Battlefield than I have on Star Citizen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oof. yeah. Uh, well. Well, anyway, yeah, hopefully, but, I, but, but also I'm not worried that worried about battlefield because the gameplay is really fun. Yeah. <laughs> it not yeah. having a map sucks and it's stupid, but it's, it's we'll, yeah. live, we'll get through it. I, I do think I that never, game's going to be pretty janky and messy when it comes out. Oh, but, 100%. But it'll be fine by early 2022. And in the meantime, I'll play it like it's an early access game and have fun. So oh, speaking of janky and messy, I, I meant to say this in the fourth part. I just couldn't stay connected to the servers. Like I, it, it mm-hmm. was like connected at first. And I've had the same dropped. issue. And yeah. I just kept giving me that thing, but whatever. Uh, yeah. So that's it for game talk this week, but there's some news. Not, a, not a ton. How much? How much? Yeah. There's, I, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I put some, sto- I put some yeah. stories in here. I was scrolling uh, the wrong direction to find there. There, there wasn't. Yeah. Well, I, I moved them around cause I put them in the wrong spot in the document. Alex isn't here, so everything's falling apart. Yeah, um, I'm trying to write timestamps while I talk. Yeah, it's oh, it's a nightmare. I don't know how Alex does it. Um, so our our news story this week, uh, news stories rather. Uh, this one was a bit of a head scratcher. Uh, 2K uh, announced in some earnings that I guess Project Volt, I believe, uh, Hangar 13 was working. Codename Volt. Uh, Hangar 13 was working on a game uh, for 2K. Uh, they made the uh, Mafia games, if you recall. Apparently, the game they were working on that was that has since been canceled was a Cthulhu meets Saints Row game, according to one Jeff Grubb, who's pretty okay. spot on with his leaks. Uh, I, I just don't even know what that would be i'm i'm probably the biggest cthulhu fan on the cast and and the biggest saints row fan no (laughs) i don't like saints row and that is why i would not be interested Uh in a cthulhu i mean cthulhu could show up in a saints row game like yeah uh (laughs) but they're not uh, even the saints row studio like i don't like you know obviously they're not doing like actually cthulhu meets saints row but i mean the sci-fi title open world sci-fi title with supernatural elements is the kind of game and their idea the game that i want that someday i think maybe somebody might make i don't know but i want somebody to take the arkham horror files uh which is the 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 fantasy flight games like setting Mm -hmm. uh and and it files off a lot of the like awful shit from lovecraft yeah um and instead has like a diverse cast of really cool characters and stuff and interacting with a lot of these ancient monsters and stuff. I want them to make a, like if I were to have a game about my dream Cthulhu game, it would be that that interpretation of the work. And it would my, be, be my dream Cthulhu. <laughs> it would be set in Arkham and it would be much closer to something like bully in terms of pacing 
where like you'd be doing a lot of like walking, exploring and, and researching things and learning things and, uh, and, and probably driving around in a car. I don't know. Sunken um, city. You're just describing the sunken city. <laughs> yeah. But, but a little yeah. more polished, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and in a, in a more cohesive city space yeah. with a lot yeah. more like, well, I guess with a, with building interiors in a similar way as they're done in that game. But sunken yeah. city is very, um, I like that game a lot to be clear. Yeah. Uh, it was one of my favorite games, but that year, but, um, it, it's, it's a janky and B kind of, uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it feels post-apocalyptic in a way. Like it's because the city is in the situation it's in lots yeah. of it feels like, Oh fuck. We don't like people are just like, yeah, there's like huge this huge monster in this mm. train yard, so we just don't go there anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah, that kind of what I want is the more Arkham Horror Filesy thing of like people are like, "What are you talking about? It's the 20s. We have parties. It's fine." Mm-hmm. And 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 like everyone's just like, "Whatever. Things are cool," and nobody knows that there's this horrific thing bubbling under the surface. Um, I think that's more what I'm looking for. And with a bigger focus on investigation and adventure gaming stuff in a big open world with the occasional bit of combat. But like in my perfect Cthulhu game, if you encounter anything but the most basic of monsters, you're not killing them because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not killable. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, you're not killing a Shoggoth. It's going to kill you. You run away from the Shoggoth, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. So If you're lucky. That's, uh, that's, this is what I would make if I made video games moment. <laughs> Uh, and also from the, uh, the same earnings call from 2k to lead the release of midnight suns, Marvel's midnight suns from the XCOM team to second half of 2022 out of March. So have to wait a little bit longer for that, but for is pretty, has a pretty good pipeline. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty confident they'll hit that. I actually yeah, didn't yeah. realize it was coming so soon. That seems yeah. much like a very fast announced to release time. Also, so it wasn't, it was like announced not too long ago. Like, That's what I mean, yeah. The, yeah. Like, so in, you know, it's not uncommon these days to have like announcements six months later release. Like that's, you know, pretty, well, and pretty common, but I'm, it's so often that we get the release and then like, you know, sometimes two weeks later we get the like, ah, we're going to delay it, which is, and I'm no weird. I'm no newsman uh, or anything here, hmm. but uh, my I would think that part of it, the reason that it's probably been in development for quite some time, it's yeah. just like two uh, for access isn't under the same degree of scrutiny. No, I feel like that a lot of studios are like they all they pretty much always make good games. I know we've had disagreements about Chimera Squad, but I, I think even that is, is good. Um, and so I think people are just, just kind of assume that they're making an XCOM or a civilization mm-hmm. <laughs> at all times. Yeah, sure. And so that might be why that game was able to kind of get to be under development for a long time before any rumors started to surface. Yeah. Mayhaps. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's the 2k news. Uh, next up, we got some square news. Uh, one of those being uh, the fan favorite MMO, Final Fantasy XIV, has a new expansion coming out uh, this month, 
Next I was supposed month? to, the early access for that, which all you had to do is pre-order for it, was supposed to start yeah. on November 19th. Okay. Same day as Battlefield. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't know if the the early access is changing at all, but uh, Endwalker delayed, has been to. delayed, has been delayed a staggering two weeks. Yeah. Uh, which uh, Yoshi P, I, I believe it was Yoshi P, gave a very like heartfelt apology or like i'm sorry this is this is on me it's my fault you, you know, know. I uh, mean, it's, like, it's two weeks man it's, it's only two weeks. two weeks but i can see like a lot of people they drop their sub mm. when there's no content and yeah. i could see them saying like well it's in two weeks i'm gonna buy a month of the sub mm-hmm. now yeah. and now that means that they're not gonna be able to play it in the time frame that they bought the sub yeah. for so i don't know i, I get people it, it's, oh people you know people take pto people yeah. you know people i think do it's reasonable to be frustrated at, at the delay oh it, yeah yeah if it yeah. if it were a two-week delay that was announced in like june i'd be like get the fuck over it but given that it's a two-week delay uh-huh. two weeks before the game comes out or the expansion comes out sure, i think it's yeah. reasonable to be apologetic but oh, yeah. i have a i have I, I can't i can't don't alex don't listen to this part i don't think Shadowbringers is that great? Think out of the hole <laughs> is that great? We'll see. I'm, I'm like it's, it's fine. I'm gonna power it's through it, but like, I don't get the people. People need to calm down. I don't get the. I don't get the like. This is the best Final Fantasy thing ever. Thing about Shadowbringers, it's like it's again. I might change my tune in a couple weeks. But I'm about halfway through it, and it has yet to make me go, oh, this rules. Like, the interesting, the beginning was interesting. The pacing has been all over the place. And it's 100% like, it follows the exact same formula as every, as the previous two expansions in terms of its, like, plot structure. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know, man. Like... It doesn't, it's not really doing anything with the characters that I already have affection for in like an Mm -hmm. interesting way. Instead, it's just piling new characters on top of the pile that I don't really have feelings about because they're new characters. Uh, and like it was when I hit the, the part where they introduce a like general from the, the, the bad fascist faction in this expansion Mm -hmm to fight and you can't beat him he's too strong for you so you have to run away and i was like oh no oh my god this is like we've done this this is the third time we're doing this in an expansion mm-hmm. so i don't i'm a little i i have not felt the intense pull to finish and i think after yeah. and part of this is because of i've played so much of it this year but after like mm-hmm. hundreds of hours of playing my character i'm like Man, I'm getting real fucking bored pushing the same four buttons over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that is, uh, I don't know. That has definitely been kind of a struggle for me. With like, I've played Lancer Dragoon the entire like you know however much time I've put into it, and halfway through or you know th- a third halfway through uh, Stormblood, and I just don't have it in me to. Like, I like Stormblood a lot. Playing right Most now, Most people. I I've liked part like i've liked parts of it and like i like alize and like so the characters that we're are, like dealing with uh like I, I like those characters just i'm 
Like it, it's gotten repetitive. It doesn't help uh, that like boring, and, um, yeah. sort of minor spoilers for a uh, character relationship that is from the first arc of the game. But I always used to really like Thancred a lot. And I always read mm-hmm. Thancred and Menphilia's relationship as being one that's kind of like, oh, they have like kind of a thing, but they never really admit it to each other. And it's charming. And it's the kind of, it's like interesting. It's, I'm, you get reminded, I think this was the case all along, but you get reminded that basically Thancred took care of her when she was a child and then sort of raised her as like an older sibling. And when I was reminded of that, I was like, wait, actually their relationship is fucking weird. Cause actually it feels like he just groomed her <laughs> and I, other people will interpret it differently. I'm sure I'll get, it's a good thing. Our yeah. podcast isn't more popular because I'd probably get death threats for suggesting that, but no, uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure there'll be someone, but I, I don't, I don't that, that whole relationship. And I think the thing that's frustrating uh, and no offense to anyone, if you love this game, awesome, please understand. I'm not like, here to like shit on things people love because believe me everything i love gets shit on all the time uh still i'm still not gonna let you live but, down project cars 2 <laughs> not project cars 2 what was it? the crew 2 the crew yeah 2. There I, we go. I get it uh this, i can't i can't believe but, you and final fantasy 14 is a better video game than the crew 2 let's say i'll say that openly okay you heard um, it you heard it here first but uh people keep telling me like my friends who really like the game um Alex has done this too, but I think for Alex, it's been a little longer term. Uh, so what he said could still come to pass. People keep saying like, oh, like I'll say like, I don't really like the the pacing of Shadow. Like some of the story stuff is awesome, but I don't like the pacing that much. Oh, well, you know, the first half is kind of, yeah, the pacing's a little weird. And then it'll be like, well, I don't like the way this is handled. Oh, well, yeah, they kind of address that. You're almost to the part where they address it. And then it doesn't happen. And it just seems like people have been making a lot of excuses for it. And I'm kind of like, wait a minute. You said this thing yeah. is fucking incredible. And now it's like full, it's falling apart under very minor, like critical issues. And it's not doing what you're saying it's going to do. <laughs> so it's been a little frustrating <laughs> to be like, man, why did I get my, why did you set my expectations so high for this when <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, I do want to finish it and then I'll play. And Walker, because I do like doing dungeons and stuff with my partner, who is most of the way mm-hmm. through it too. So, yeah, just you use use that time to read the Stormlight Archive, or just cause me your books, please. I need someone to talk to about yeah. these damn books. I'm but you know fucking, me. Uh, hey, problem. no, I'm I'm hey, I'm on my way there too. I'm I'm working on Mistborn right now, like the second yeah. Mistborn series. Uh, I, I'm gonna get to Elantris. I'm gonna get to Warbreaker, which I should have read before. The bigger like issue the is co- the Stormlight Archive. The problem is less that I feel like I have to go back and read the earlier stuff. The problem is that I started Elantris and it's really yeah. cool. So mm-hmm. I yeah. want to read it. Uh, and yeah, it's basically and like a Dark Souls yeah. novel. <laughs> and, yeah. And in like sometime in the next five years, there's gonna be a sequel to it. Yeah. So, so anyway, that's uh, trust me, yeah. um, I, I I still need to wrap up Dune because I stalled out on reading it after I got past the part the movie ends. Um mm-hmm. but uh but then well, you, I'm you going to go back to Elantris. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing, I mean, I still feel the like reading is good so i need to yes. try to set aside and and it, and it turns out you can get through books pretty quick if you set aside like a good like two couple hour blocks of of mm-hmm. reading per week um yeah you can get through most books in like 10 hours so uh a couple weeks and and you yep. can finish it 
Yeah. Uh, and Elantris reads, it definitely goes. It's not as dense as Dune. Yeah. So I, the thing is, uh, I want to find physical copies of a lot of these books. Uh-huh. I don't like, I, I mean, I, I, I read mm-hmm. on my phone and it's mm-hmm. convenient, but I would rather read a physical yeah. copy. And I like, went to go buy a physical copy from the bookstore and they didn't have one. So, yeah, I, I mean, like something, you know, when you're reading like thousand page plus books, it becomes a little like it's big. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you know, they're like, you know, they get them pretty compact now, but they're still like, well, they're big. I'm actually I'm opening it up. I'm going to order I'm going to order a copy of Elantris. So I actually read it. Um, yeah, that, that makes sense. Those books, some of them. uh the 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 like Mistborn and Stormlight Archive ones, those are a little more chonky, but like yes. Elantris is like a Mistbor- pretty Mistborn's not too bad. I mean, you you can get yeah. a pretty pretty yeah. slim paperback of that. So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Elantris is definitely a much shorter story, uh, and the Mistborn novels aren't actually that big. Uh, they're maybe like five hundred pages or so, but the Stormlight Archive books are over a hundred thousand pages each. But I am super into but. like. Uh, the one thing that I think I've been missing in uh, my fiction consumption is is having like a really rich, big fantasy world to kind of explore, yeah. um, regardless of whether it's game or book or movies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so the Cosmere stuff is like very near the top of my need to read list because it's yep. it, it is so much that. Yeah. And it's going to take another like 20 fucking years to finish. No, that's great. That's what I want. Yep. And yep. I like that it's so. one person's work too, frankly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Because uh, like I used to read a lot of D&D books when I was a kid and it's the the quality. Like, you never know if you're going to get total trash or something yeah. decent because there's so many different authors that write for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah. you know, we know that that Sanderson is a good author. So yes, uh, yes. you can kind of trust any, that any, all of the books are going to be at least of a baseline level of quality, whether they're all bangers, you know, mm-hmm. it's to be argued, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's, that's my endorsement. Go read anything in the Cosmere from Brandon Sanderson. Uh, yeah. And instead of playing final fantasy 14. <laughs> well, again, Final Fantasy you can, is good. You can do both. You can do both. You just, can do both. You know, yeah. you want to talk it's, about best final, best I've, story in Final Fantasy. Fucking, you want crystals? Stormlight Archives got crystals. You want big swords? Stormlight Archives got big swords. You want suits of armor? Stormlight Archive suits of armor. I'm absolutely magic, everything. I'm absolutely Politics. not trying to yuck anybody's yum who loves Final Fantasy XIV oh, yeah, no. story and who loves Shadowbringer story. That's not my intention at no. all. So uh, it's just it's not hitting for me the way that I hoped yeah. it would. Um, I'm really glad that it hit for other people in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also in Square News, uh, they had earnings calls, uh, and they talked about uh, how maybe Crystal Dynamics was the wrong fit for Marvel's Avengers to uh, develop that game, which is interesting to see that kind of introspection on the behalf of a studio. It doesn't seem sure. like they're necessarily placing the blame like oh they they just weren't up to the task or anything just like yeah we didn't play to their strengths on that one uh and they want to look at being more uh judicious with their their assignments i suppose uh yeah so that you know good to see that they've maybe learned a lesson there and will be 
hopefully taking that to heart and continuing to uh, or start, you know, letting people play to their strengths, kind of like what they did with Eidos and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. I, I do feel like this is a little bit of them uh, kind of throwing Crystal Dynamics under the bus a little bit. A, a little. Um, yeah, I can see that read. I, I think there's like a little bit for both because like they don't say like, oh, they just made a shit game. They're just like, yeah, we, you know, they say we didn't we didn't play to their strengths or whatever. You know, it wasn't yeah, the right game. For it could them, be worse, but, but it does sort of feel yeah. like maybe the ans- maybe the honest thing to say would have been. Yeah, it was stupid that we made them make a loot game. You uh-huh. know, yeah. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but it, it definitely came across as like we. It was a mistake to have them make that game. Yeah, but it 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 just reads to me a little bit as like yes, yes. like if if it was like I should never have trusted you with this kind of thing. Yeah, when yeah. It's like yeah, no, yeah. the mistake was the idea for the game that you foisted on them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens next. We'll see if that game continues to be like worked on. Because if they're like, oh yeah, that was a mistake. Like, or do they have, are they like have they taken them off that? Like, you know, we're still waiting on Spider Man and stuff. Or, you know, some people are still waiting on Spider Man uh, if they're still I playing the game. Will be surprised if Spider Man comes out. I'll be honest. I would be surprised if it didn't, just because of like the Sony money. Like, you know, I, anything could happen, but. It's supposed uh, the to be reason out I, soon, like this year, right? I mean, initially, I think they pushed it to the next spring. Did they? Um, did they? Oh, okay. I think so. Uh, but um, if I were Sony, I would be like, you know what? Forget it. Like you, this oh. sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, November thirtieth. Okay. Well, if it's that close, then maybe it'll come out. If he comes out, I mean, he's going to, it's going to suck. He's going to be like, oh, 100%. He's going to be like Black Widow, a Black Widow reskin in that game for sure. But instead of guns, web shooters, and instead of a grappling hook, his webs. It looks like their current content roadmap is and ends with November 30th. Uh, so that's yeah, not a good that's... sign. <laughs> yeah. uh, no idea what that's, you know, they could always put some else out. But yeah, yeah if that's, uh, yeah, that's where they're currently at. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's not a good sign if your ongoing live games roadmap ends sooner than the Star Citizen roadmap. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, speaking of live games and things that aren't good, uh, Blizzard has announced their co-leader, Jen O'Neill, is stepping down uh, after just three months. Uh, leaving Mikey Barra to uh, be sole leader of Blizzard. She is trying to. What she left to do? What was it? I think to do something about women in inner games. That's a great look for I, your for for a employee at Blizzard to leave wants to focus on yeah former vicarious visions boss wants to focus on diversity in the games industry I mean, that's uh, good but it's also yes. like uh, <clears throat> you would you would were i blizzard i would be like but couldn't you do that here <laughs> uh, 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 yeah uh so yeah uh, uh blizzard or activision 
uh, Activision Blizzard is donating one million to Women in Games International in her honor because wow, she's on the board million of the dollars. Yeah, that's almost like one day for Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Wow. Uh, so yeah, she. I bet he skipped a I lunch to be on, able to generate that revenue. Maybe, or at least like a showing of Moneyball. Yeah. Anyway, obviously, uh, I'm cynical about. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that kind of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it it like after three months, like you know they they put out like oh we're gonna have a man and a woman co-leading Blizzard, and then three months later the woman leaves. To be honest, like and they didn't they didn't have like and we're promoting you know this person to the to co-lead or anything. So uh, to be to be honest, like I I think you know I have I, I don't hate Blizzard. It's like game, like I, I, I get why people like their games a lot, and um, I, I want to see those games good and coming out and stuff. I'm so fucking tired of talking about Blizzard. I can't even. <laughs> it feels like I've talked about Blizzard almost every day for like mm-hmm. the last year, and I'm so sick of it. Like it because your partner plays World of Warcraft. Well, but not that. That's the, fine. The, I, I like, I, yeah, we I, like I like talking yeah. about the stuff that we both do. I mean, even just, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. more like the mechanics of blizzard as a company and obviously Mm -hmm. it's very important to highlight their problems i'm not suggesting that people should stop talking about that but like i'm so fucking sick of like a new thing like just i just want them to be quiet and fix Mm -hmm. and i want them to be quiet because things are getting better not be quiet because uh, things are are swept under the rug but yeah yeah, i just want things to get better there and for them to go back to making video games and for Mm -hmm. it to stop being a constant news story that a new thing happens every week it it sucks when all the news is like, oh my god, what the fuck? Like, it, and I don't even nice want to hear any good news. Just make a fucking yeah. video no, game. No and news. Put it out. No news is good news. Well, yeah. I got bad news, Pat. I well, got I know. Bad news. Yeah. Well, I don't care. Overwatch, <laughs> Overwatch two and Diablo four have been delayed to at least twenty twenty three. I think there's significant Overwatch two ever coming out is a huge question mark to me. Uh. Diablo 4, I think, has to come out, even if it's Blizzard's yeah. last game. But uh, Overwatch oh, 2 yeah. is, I mean, with Kaplan gone, it seems like that's, that game is just a... Not that Kaplan's the only guy who makes it. I mean, Overwatch is made by a, a large team of people who who I'm sure are passionate about it. But mm-hmm. Overwatch 2 was the most, like, to me, it was the most, like, why do we need to do this? Because Overwatch mm-hmm. is four years old, and we got to put out a thing with a 2 on it in the first place. And it didn't they kind of like stop support for like new yeah. Overwatch content like in the two meantime? years ago or something or a, a year ago, like, yeah, probably a year ago. And so yeah. now they've just got no active game in the meantime. If I was them, I would just say, you know what? Actually, Overwatch roll 2 is canceled. Stuff. We're going to roll this stuff into Overwatch yeah. over time because it was we're they treating were already going like to like legends. They like, were all going to already going to talk to each other and like. Mm-hmm. Like you could play together, you just wouldn't have the new stuff. Yeah, I would just say just roll it in, it in and and rework your monetization to have battle passes uh, yeah. and cosmetics, and just give people the characters in the maps, and yep. then 100%. put it put out. And I bet if they did that, it would be such a goodwill move, and people would be so mm-hmm. like, "Oh, wait, this is cool. Maybe we'll play Overwatch again and stuff." Like, but. They don't, but Activision they, doesn't know, do that kind of stuff. Activision yeah, wants they, <laughs> wants game releases to make money. Um, they want Call of Duty every year, yeah, over and over, yeah. 
So anyway. uh, that's uh, that's it for the the Blizzard news. Uh, we'll we'll continue to see how that goes, but won't. Ha- this explains also partially why BlizzCon BlizzCon line not happening partially. Yeah, because uh, they went well. Shit, we don't have anything to like reasonable to show, and we don't want to go. We don't want to be up there on stage saying, and it's delayed. Yeah, because that would you know even if they're not in front of a crowd, and if they were in front of a crowd, they would have been eviscerated. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's I don't know. They don't even. Yeah, we should move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, Sega and Microsoft announced a strategic alliance around cloud computing. Uh, basically, Sega is going to use Microsoft Azure uh, platform services. To make their super game what what were they calling uh, yeah they the super game uh i th- hope the super was... game is yakuza 8 <laughs> <laughs> so, i hope not because that game's uh, supposed to be uh i hope that comes sooner uh so yeah people were kind of like freaking out about this like oh it's happening microsoft's gonna buy sega and so Microsoft may, has been making these deals with lots of companies. Uh, yeah. Like they made they made a deal exactly like this with Sony, uh, yeah. like two years oh, yeah, ago yeah. or something. Totally uh, for like PlayStation, like streaming stuff. Um, and then it was like the PlayStation team was like, "Wait, Sony's doing what? We have to we have to do what? We just built like a whole system for like PlayStation now. Like we built our own thing. Okay, shit. Okay, that's Sony. Uh, yep, uh, not talking to each other. But yeah, so this is what microsoft has been doing is because microsoft is not just a games company they are a services company and so they're leveraging this you know cloud computing stuff with lots of companies and you you can go back to may of this year and sega was saying the same thing they want to release a super game yep within the next five years uh i've got this story up on video game chronicle right here may 13th 2021 and so this is as part of you know making that super game they need to figure okay how are we going to make this super game and azure is part of that you know is part of the super you know whatever that ends up being yakuza game as a service i don't know yakuza online yeah now you're talking then that yeah hell yeah that's that's what we need is full Japan, full Japan faction wars. You got the different, you got the Omi Alliance, you got the Tojo, you got the others. And just like Yakuza oh, yeah. is better than Grand Theft Auto, Yakuza Online could be better than GTA Online. Hell yeah. Play Pachinko. You can play, go, you can go to the arcade and play like uh, Virtual Fighter. Yeah. You could play anything, any Sega it's, game. It's the ultimate game. It's the mega game. It's whatever. Super, it's a super game. Super, super game. game yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, so you put all their arcade games in it, all of them, and it has 100%. VR support. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you can use your racing racing wheel. Well, of course. How yeah. else are you going to street race? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, they got, they got the Mario Kart in there, like the kart racer game. So there you That's go. That's true. <laughs> Forklift uh, racing. Finally, uh, <laughs> finally, the, the 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 circle closes. I'm looking for some sailors. Uh, yeah, I, who knows? Uh, but I hope that uh works out for them. Sega's uh doing well. They've been they've been doing well for a little bit. 
it, it makes me happy. Sega, Capcom 2, they've been been solid, so I hope that continues. And they don't have to like go down the acquisition road and be bought by any company. Just want them to keep doing their thing. Uh, yeah. And our last news story this week. Uh, Nintendo. They had their earnings. A lot of earnings this week. Uh, and because uh, the, in their earnings, they said due to the unexpected success that the Switch has experienced, uh, the company is uh, able to invest quite heavily in new business opportunities, uh, including almost $900 million uh, to expand its development capabilities, like game development, and then like over $400 million into like other like media, like TV shows or movies or, I don't know, theme parks like they've been doing. So Nintendo still (laughs) having a shit ton of money. Yeah. Not surprised. Switch being very uh, successful. They, they're they saying they're not going to be able to keep up with demand for the holidays uh, or, you know, expected demand. Right. So, yeah, that's the whole whole thing. Uh, Nintendo's going to Nintendo. I, I'm still baffled by their success at times. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me when they're such a bizarre company who makes such bizarre decisions. Yeah. I'm with you. I you know, uh, you know sometimes they they make like a a fun game and but in between those it's like what are you you just not know what a video game is or something but yeah I don't know if, it's weird I, it's it's I yeah I think they just do their thing <laughs> yep yep and in some ways that's great in other ways it's strange uh, anyway yeah. yeah that's uh. What Nintendo property would you like to see them adapt in their uh, push into, in their transmedia push? You mean to like, like films? Yeah, adapt and... into film or show or, you know. That's a good question. Could, could, could be anything outside of games, you know, like they're doing a Donkey th- Kong expansion to the theme park. I think, I think so. actually an Animal Crossing show could be interesting, like fun. Okay. Um, I don't like a cartoon network like that type thing or yeah, like maybe a, even a little less like edgy, I guess than that. Like I'm okay. almost thinking, okay. I'm almost thinking even a, something closer to like shows for even younger kids, but not all the okay. way to, um, like I'm thinking of something like Sesame street kind of tone. Like mm-hmm. you or I could sit down and watch an episode of Sesame street and be like, man, this is great. Like I'm not maybe gonna watch this every day, but Sesame Street's just just a just good. Um, I could see something like that. That's 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 good because I mean, like the easy answer is Zelda, but I don't think I want. Part of the charm of Zelda to me is that there isn't a ton of dialogue and and mm-hmm. like story in it. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like yeah. the the simple vagueness of it. So I don't think I would want that. I guess I could see that as in a, in a sort of like an Aeon Flux kind of way, like if it was more visual mm-hmm. than anything else. Sure. Um, uh, I I saw, I think the, pro- was it the producer on Metroid Dread said they would like to see a movie uh, for Samus. Metroid could be cool, uh, but again, Samus doesn't talk that much. So I don't yeah. think... I think I, I think you could do a cool movie, but you would have to make it but very... Nintendo... Nintendo- Nintendo characters generally don't 
talk. No. Or like main protagonists like, don't talk that if much. If you made a Metroid like Star movie, Fox is the exception. If you made a Metroid, and maybe Star Fox is the actual answer, but if you made a movie about Metroid, I think I would love it if some like a twenty four doing yeah, Metroid. Well, like I don't, I don't think the answer is is like actually, you know, um, like Alex Garland. If Alex Garland made a Metroid movie and like you basically never see Samus's face and there's like f- almost no dialogue and yeah. it was mostly just a tone piece and with really cool like visuals and and I think I, if it were me, I would even tone the like the action down a little bit like maybe she doesn't turn into a morph ball or something um and yeah. it's much more like but the crowd would go wild when she but did that's the problem with nintendo properties right one, i don't yeah. fucking give i don't want to see a live action <laughs> samus turn into a morph ball that's stupid <laughs> i'm not interested in that that's why it's that's why it's great yeah but it's 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 but yeah I, I, see where, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I see where you're coming from yeah yeah and this is why this is why they just shouldn't do it like just make video yeah. games it works in the game it's cool in the game it's fine but like yeah. if you saw a full a, a, a full like a real woman uh-huh. turn into a tiny yeah. ball like that it would be stupid uh yeah and you would go wait it's the fucking space future why doesn't she have a drone that she can just send through uh-huh. and so like if i were to make that movie I, I, she would yeah. and the morph ball would be like a little thing that comes out of her suit and and she controls uh-huh. but then fans yeah. would be like oh you ruined it it's stupid uh so i don't know i you can't make that's, shouldn't make nintendo movies that's i think chris pratt would voice samus oh so. god <laughs> <laughs> no the person who would play samus is brie larson come on let's let's fucking we're not let's not clown around and, here <laughs> and the, and then chris pratt would pray would play the uh the computer that would oh, adam that's even worse <laughs> yeah and he just calls her lady no like you just a, you just did, paul bettany just plays adam just like fucking Okay, Jarvis. It, it is it is great in Metroid Dread because you'll be talking to the the computer and he'll just be like, "If you fight this guy, you're gonna get your shit wrecked. Don't don't go fight him, lady." <laughs> it's like, "Damn, dude." Okay, Samus doesn't respond. Just like, mm-hmm. "Okay, whatever." Yeah. Anyway, now I'm now I'm selling myself on this Brie Larson, Paul Bettany Metroid <laughs> film. A twenty four, Alex Garland. Yeah, black and white. No, you need color. You got to have, it's got to be, mm-hmm. you, you need, you need that at least. Maybe what I really just want is a returnal movie. Like <laughs> Schindler's list, but no. the only, the God. only thing that's red, no, the I've only seen, thing that's red is Samus's suit. I've seen the Metroid prime film and it's like Schindler's list. <laughs> Metroid's list. Uh, well on that, uh, we're gonna wrap it up because sounds good. I don't, we still I don't went we really can... long. Yep. Well, it happens. Maybe we're the problem. <laughs> we're the reason it's always long. Maybe. Everyone else is talking for like two minutes each, and we just go on and on. Who knows? Uh, this isn't one we're gonna be introspective about it, though. Uh, thanks for joining me, Pat. Uh, where can people find you? 
You can find me uh, circling the Red Bull ring for six hours tomorrow uh, in in my Dal- Dallara P217 uh, and also at PJC Plays. All right, great. Uh, you can find the podcast uh, at Fix Podcasts on Twitter, uh, fix.space, podchaser.com slash gaming fix. And you can send us any questions or thoughts to gaming at fix.space, uh, where if, hey, if you send us questions there, we'll answer them. Please send us questions. We, we'll Dear love God, you forever. For the love of God. We're so lonely. We're, we're just, we, we only talk once a week. If you don't start all. sending in questions, I'm going to start doing technical readouts of star citizenships every week. Oh, God. <laughs> You're going to uh, learn everything about the constellation and its shipping compartments. Oh, don't God. do this to Andre. <laughs> don't, don't. I mean, like, one time is a bit might be funny, but any more than that. Oh, God. Uh, speaking of spaceships, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Coolslaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W, and on Twitch at C-O-L-E-S-L-4-W, where I'm playing Prey right now, or not not right now, but that is, that is my current game to stream on uh, Saturday afternoons, evenings uh, in the States, and I'm currently raising money for Extra Life, along with our friends over at Super GG Radio. Yeah. Head over to my Twitter. You can uh, see, uh, you can find my link to that, and uh, it'd be nice if people donated to that to help sick kids in my, not my hometown. It's the, it's the town across the river from my hometown. Is like that city is Springfield. It's the Springfield from The Simpsons. Like it, like it's official. Like Matt Groening, Groening, Groening. I think said, it's Matt Groening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, said like no, it's it's the Springfield because every Springfield is like oh it's us. It's us. like no, shut up. What are you in Missouri, Springfield, Missouri? Get out of here. So it's Springfield. Oregon. Oregon. That's so wild. Yeah. I always thought it was Springfield, Massachusetts. I always thought that, no, that he, made sense. The, yeah, Groening's from Portland. That's so weird. Like, I was so positive that it was Springfield, Massachusetts. It just oh. seemed like the like that like like such a perfect thing, but Nope. Uh, eventually he like came out and he's like, Yeah, no, it's it's the Springfield and they like have like a big mural that they did. Nice. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. And I guess there's so, a lot of yeah. pine trees in, in the, the show so yeah makes sense so, so the, the one thing that is still debated is who is shelbyville like is it my hometown or is it ashland where they do like the shakespeare festival because they're mm-hmm. much more hoity-toity you know they got shakespeare festival like yeah you know, so that's the I one thing that's still up for debate but might, might start some some simpsons in the background mm-hmm. going on Maybe. that's a that's what a what a good show well uh we can consider that uh later and that is all for me, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The White Gamer, a.k.a. your partner's favorite fictional location. That is going to do it for episode 197 of the Gaming Fix podcast. See you next time. Goodbye. Stay wet, gamers. Yeah.